Pickaxe. Hello everyone and happy new year! It's now 2022. Whoa! Whee! And there's still a fucking pandemic. No, no, it might have been fixed <sighs> by 2020. What, like four weeks from now? <laughs> Not even that. It's like two weeks. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell! It is. We're in December. We're in December, my friend. What happened to this year? It went by the same as 2020. That there was no year because it was all pandemic. So I can tell people I'm still 29 years old. Now skip two mate, years. That's that's the one. I'm still not 35 <laughs> yet. Uh, <laughs> so, welcome back to another, well, this is a special episode of Video Game Movie Podcast. We're doing a roundup of everything we did in 2021. Just we're to also, sum up, you know. Yeah, just, just to sum up. And we're also going to look at what's coming up in 2022, ones that we've got guaranteed dates for and ones that we don't but seem likely to release in 2022. Mm-hmm. And we'll go through those a little bit and discuss our thoughts on those. And then there's also going to be a couple of things where we're going to challenge stuff said in the past on the show and a couple of questions I have for Jamie I'm sure he might have a couple of questions for me but realistically <laughs> this is just going to be a conversation <laughs> Jamie, did not pre- Jamie did not pre-plan for any of this no he, he got <laughs> drunk let's start with a roundup of 2021 before we start I just want to say thank you for everyone who listened throughout 2021 and please do help us out by sharing this out with as many people as you can you can find all of our links including all of our Audio listening to through Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Amazon, and Google, as well as our RSS feed and our Discord, all available on our website. Just go to www.vgmovie.co.uk. It genuinely means a lot because, you know, I know some people look at it like let's be honest we haven't had that many listeners in the first 10 episodes we've done uh 11 11 and the first yeah. is was that including this one no no this is 12 right so in the no, first... i'm not closing it as 12 it's just a special yeah in the first 11 episodes we've done we've not had a huge amount of listeners but the fact we've had any at all like that means the world to us yeah because you know the internet is full of people and the, the fact that anyone listens to the crap we're saying <laughs> well, i think what's quite nice is as from what i've looked and i did check uh, i thought it'd be nice i've just thought of this now and i should have told you this off air but i'm gonna tell you on air okay we should probably start doing some episodes where we actually review the actual games as well yeah i mean that wouldn't be video game movie podcast would it that'd be no but like it's a little bonus companion yeah. piece yeah that might be nice if it's not too time consuming just like so today we talked about Such kirby such. the yeah. movie well there's and a tv show of kirby jesus are you kidding I'm me i'm not kidding Pulled right back at you i'm not kidding that's a genuine tv show stop making video game movies people what are you doing <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, okay, so like Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. You know, maybe it'd be nice to do a bonus episode looking at the Resi 2 remake, which is obviously what that was heav- heavily inspired by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could we be could do things like that. Um, but yeah, it, we also, it was quite interesting, the demographics. I mean, we've, a lot of our listeners are coming from the UK. Not Makes really a surprise. In the UK, our friends are all in the UK. Yep, probably our friends listening. That's it. Secondarily, we've got people probably listening. Your, fri- in- your friends listening. None of my friends support this. Well, you don't have friends. <gasps> no, Second- I have a lot of pretentious friends who think video game films are below them. Sure, but I mean, they might learn something. That's the thing. I understand that there is a pretension about video game movies, and it's not. I mean, looking at the list we've got here, and we'll go through that in a minute. It's probably not unearned. There is a lot more dreck than there is gold <laughs> in oh, yeah. them dark hills, but. 
But at the same time, there is like there's interesting information about all of these films. So I don't remember who said this. It was some filmmaker. You learn far more watching bad movies than you do watching good movies. Again, and that yeah, and that's something that I've stated about Super Mario Brothers for a long time. And my main thing about this was that I'm fed up with people saying Super Mario Brothers is the worst video game movie ever made. I thought you might say it's crap because if because if you just said I'm fed up with people saying it's crap, I would be like, it is. Well, people but no, can have their opinion. I will on that, agree. Yeah. It's not the worst video game film ever made. No, because we live in a world where Uwe Boll exists. Where Uwe Boll exists. <laughs> yeah. where, um, where noobs exist. Where, where, where Stay Alive exists. exists. Where apparently a Kirby fucking TV show exists. Now we don't know if that's good or bad yet. We haven't watch that so is it gonna be is it gonna be good Rory? i don't know i haven't watched it do you know anything about the kirby games because i don't no not isn't really. isn't he just a jigglypuff that sucks people off <laughs> <laughs> officially yes i think jigglypuff is just a gender bent <laughs> are we gonna be covering pokemon at some point we will have to technically um, based on a game isn't it so the game did the game the game came before the anime didn't it oh yeah but yeah the game was first the game mm. was first on that one whereas i think it might be the other way digimon but either way it doesn't matter the the point is is we've only done 11 episodes in that 11 episodes there was no way we could cover even all the most popular series because there's stuff we haven't covered yet which we will start in 2022 which includes things like tomb raider include that yeah. we've, there's been plenty there's of those fucking Tomb Raiders isn't there's there? multiple Halo media pieces that they we could did, cover I know they did the Forward Unto Dawn didn't so they, they did Forward Unto Dawn there's Halo Dawn <laughs> Halo Forward Unto Dawn there's Halo Legends there's Nightfall there's, oh, there's, there's there's a new series coming out as well, a, isn't there's it? There's a new the series HBO coming out. On, yeah, yeah. So there's a new series coming out next year. Uh, in t- well, this year, sorry, in 2022. I'm going to have to get used to that. And the, uh, the... Yeah, I've got at least four Blu-rays of different Halo properties already. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then there's obviously what's coming up. And there might be some that I've missed. I need to, you know, double check my list and checking it twice. There's a lot of these big series that we've not yet covered. Gotta find out who's naughty and nice. You know who was naughty? Uwe fucking ball. He's always naughty. He's naughty Paul boy. W.S. Anderson. By the way, here's something. Here's something that's a retrospective. I didn't know when we did Postal episode. Yes. About it, Uwe Boll. That it's his most important film. Well, no, we knew that. We stated that in the episode. Here's something that made me hate him even more. Oh, right? is that possible? I didn't think it was. But so, first of all, like he's a shit director. He's a shit writer. He shouldn't be allowed to make films. He's awful, right? And when he's told that, because it's the facts, he beats uh, people up. He beats people up. So, which means he hasn't got a good sense of humor, and he's an asshole. And he, but he thinks he's got a good sense of humor because he makes Nazi jokes uh, as if that's you know top gold. And the mayonnaise truck, which we'll come to later. <laughs> I should have said that when you had your mouth. She's gonna look like she was hit by the. the yeah, no, because I'll spill. I'll spit this all over my editing computer. <laughs> this is my life blood. This computer. Oh, I know. So all of that, and you think, okay, that's assholeish enough. I then found a photo of him, like not photoshopped, a genuine photo where he had murdered a cheater and had it draped over him with the blood dripping down his blood. Like, Ugh. yeah, this is my prize. And I was like, of course he hunts. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, can I use the hard C word on oh, this God. show? For, for Uwe Boll, we're it's picking, definitely earned. We're picking on hunters. Does that make us soy boy beta cucks? No, it makes us human. In the eyes of the right wing, though, I think it makes us soy boys. Yeah, but no one cares about that. I don't want to be a soy boy. I hate soy. I don't eat it soy. I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat soy. Vegetarian? <laughs> what are you talking about, soy boy? Get off. <laughs> Only meat eaters on I here. don't eat soy. I, I would like I to... Eat mushrooms and fungi if we're if we're going to be criticizing uve for hunting yep i do want to just put out there you know admitting my own failings 
unlike my good friend Rory here, I am a hypocrite because I love me some meat, but the idea of seeing it as the animal that it once was skeeves me out, man. Can I just I, say I though, can't eat anything that's on the bone. I can't eat like fish where you can still see the eyes and sure. shit. How I, I, I'm gonna? I'm gonna, no, no, no. You don't understand. I. While I'm a vegetarian, yes, I have been since I was five, so I've been one for 30 years. By my own choice, my family all ate me, right? That was just a, on my fifth birthday, made that decision, right? Mm. Doesn't matter. My girlfriend eats me. You eat me. A lot of my friends eat me. I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. Doesn't bother me. It's not the eating meat that I care about. Oh, no, no. I know. I'm just apologising because the, the internet will come for me. Yeah, of course. So I'm excusing the fact. No, no, fine. That I know I'm a hypocrite. I admit I'm a hypocrite. It's blood sports. I do, I do, I, yeah, yeah, I disagree with hunting. Yeah. Blood sports is... It, I, 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 the, the fact it's called blood sport is wrong because yeah. it's not a I'm sport. Just, it's just psychotic. To be honest, I disagree with hunting for food because unless you live in like the middle of the mountains or something... There is no need to hunt for food. Sure. The supermarket I mean, is providing you with all the food that yeah, you need. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this isn't really a, bro- a podcast for this, but no. I mean, the way that we farm animals isn't necessarily good either. No, no, that's, I again, know. not me saying everyone should become vegetarian. But, but what I'm saying is, vegan. they're not going to stop farming animals. You can stop hunting. Yeah, but we can improve farming standards. Yeah, by going free by range. laws. We, well, not just free range. There's legal changes we can make. This is mm. where I disagree a lot with vegans who are like, if we just all didn't eat meat, it's like then everything would die. Oh, so I you saw a to, documentary. Yeah, stuff that we'd need to do yeah. by law to improve the standards. We won't get into but, this too much, but yeah. I do this myth about basically we could fix climate change if we stopped eating meat. Well, actually, I mean, I've seen plenty of documentaries, and to be fair, I don't know if they're better sourced or not than the vegan ones, but I've seen plenty that are like, you know, the most destructive food stuff in the world is agriculture, right? Like farming vegetables, because of the amount of pesticides we use and shit, right. causes just as much damage to the environment. Yeah, yeah. Basically, humans are the problem, and you know what we could do to solve this? T-virus pandemic. Right, well, you've watched too much Resident Evil again, haven't you? Wesker, Wesker did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> Every day, humans come one step closer to self-destruction. Okay, I'm not destroying the world. I'm saving it. So here's a question for you. Did you get all your ideas from comic book villains? Yeah, go ahead. If Uwe Boll made a, say, a six-film run of Resident Evil movies, would it, do you think would it, it would be worse be, than the yeah, Anderson ones? Yeah. That is the most evil question on planet Earth. <laughs> that's literally, that's like Jigsaw. It, I'd wake up in the reverse bear trap, and it'd be like, Hello, Jamie. You've spent, you've wasted your life criticising Paul W.S. Anderson. Well, now you can either watch Resident Evil 2002 made by Paul W.S. Anderson on Endless Repeat, or you can watch this new Resident Evil film made by Uwe Boll on Endless Repeat. What do you... Craps! I'd set the reverse bear trap up on purpose. <laughs> Rip my skull open, baby, because, dear Lord, I can't think of anything worse. No. Like, first of all, like, let's just go through this. Let's imagine an Uwe bot. Tell you one thing he'd get right. He'd make Wesker Aryan. Wouldn't oh, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except he'd make him an actual literal Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spencer would be literal Hitler. Yeah. Uh, Jill would be some fat chick, because he likes that, doesn't he? He does he like chubby the, girls. He likes the larger ladies. Yep. Let's see, how racist can we make a Resident Evil film? Well, that's well let's ask Uwe Boll. He, he's he's going to outclass us. He's, someone, done, he's done worse. Someone would call Marvin Branner the N-word. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> so, one day, one, you know, one day, we're going to be on a film set making a film. 
And someone's going to raise this. And Uwe Boll's going to come in with a machine Uwe gun and Boll murder Uwe Boll should not be allowed near a film set. If he get, if he comes along, I'll be like, where was security? Like, He's killed them. We're not allowed scum Ra- on our film Ra- set. Raging Boll has killed them. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? I'm quite happy now to call him scum because he's a fucking a murderer. Yeah. Like, there's a... He's not eating that cheetah. There I mean, no- to be fair, you don't know that. He may have, he may he have the eaten ch- the cheetah. Then it's even more psychotic. It's an endangered species. A cheetah's endangered? Yes. Of course they fucking are. Don't say that like it's obvious. It's Big not fucking cats obvious. are all endangered. I knew tigers were. I didn't know cheetahs were. Almost all of them are. They're fast as shit. Why are they endangered? Yeah, we're that, all, okay, we're okay. all okay. fucked if cheetahs are getting fast caught. Fast as shit is, I think, 45 miles an hour. Bear in mind a rhino can run that. Bear in mind a car can go much faster than that. Bear in mind a bullet goes faster than that. And he had a gun, so he shot it. He didn't... And like, it'd be one thing if he went fucking mono a mono fist to claw. Mm. Fine. He didn't do that. He shot it like hey, a coward. Hey, I, I believe Raging Ball could do it. Ra- <laughs> I, I believe he could knock out a... He looks like a tough guy. I reckon he could knock out a cheer. Yeah, with well... With his bare hands. Most psychopaths are, take care of themselves in that way, don't they? So anyway, <laughs> let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> 13 minutes of Uwe Boll bashing oh, oh, well I mean we, this should have all of Postal should have just been us saying he's a cunt anyway let's talk about the 2021 round <laughs> yeah what, what did we watch in 2021 so, Rory on the 22nd of October we watched Super Mario Brothers from 1993 nah. strap your ball on kid we're going in I stated that I would recommend it to filmmakers because it is a certainly with the extras on the Blu-ray it is an excellent showpiece mm. of how a film can be tanked by a studio I remember saying to you I actually want you to bring it I want yes. to see the documentary where Bob Hope basically says fuck the director yeah 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 so I mean there's there's an awful lot of stuff on there that is very important because people are so genuine and so brutal that like most of the time even if a film doesn't do brilliantly mm. people will go oh yeah of course I enjoyed my experience yeah. you know it's because there's a, either a little bit of suck up or maybe they genuinely had some experiences there a lot of people had negatives and very few people viewed defending Super Mario Brothers as good for their career so they yeah. were <laughs> really fucking brutal so the good points we said on that from what I remember yeah uh, the set design was very good yep the costume was very good. Yep. I think our biggest thing with that was that the studio had thrown the script away a week before. Yes, and that completely tanked the film. And unfortunately, the directors didn't do what they could have done to really rectify that problem. Though I don't, there, there was a level of that where their hands were tied. Mm. Destroying all the storyboards in a fit of rage definitely is not a smart move. You could have used mm. those storyboards to film what you wanted anyway and kind of gotten around the new script in certain ways had yeah. you not destroyed your own work. I don't know if I mentioned this on the Super Mario podcast, so I apologise if I'm repeating a fact, but you know the director John Carpenter? Yep. So famously not a fan of studios no. after experiencing studio interference. So he started shooting his films where he wouldn't do any coverage. He would literally only... Like, say he wanted a close-up for only one line. He wouldn't do the whole scene in close-up. He would literally do the one line he wanted. Right. Therefore, the studio, even if they replaced his editor that he'd chosen... They'd have to do his edit. They'd have to edit it the way he wanted it. Nice. That's clever. That's really clever. Yeah, the man's a genius. It's a shame he don't make anything anymore. Isn't he dead? 
No, John Carpenter's not dead. He's gone oh. into music now. Which, uh, fair enough, if that makes him is happy. Is he a rapper? No, no, no. He does, like, <laughs> synthy shit. Oh, okay, fair but, enough. Uh, hey, man, John Carpenter, you are one of my favourite filmmakers. Yeah. And as much as I wish you'd make a film again, I totally get it. If doing music yeah. is what makes your soul happy, yeah. amen, brother. Amen to you, man. Uh, now, I recommended it for filmmakers. You didn't recommend it. How's your feeling no. on that? You still holding there? or Yeah, I'm still not recommending it. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's not the worst film we've seen. Yep. And that's only in 11 episodes. There's far better and far worse to come. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. It, it belongs to the ravages of time now. Okay. And there's a new Super Mario movie coming anyway, so we'll have a new one to hate yep. soon. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute, because that's the what's that's actually coming in December 2022. So. Oh, great, we can see it for my birthday next year. Yeah. If I survive that long. And if they show it like they didn't, almost didn't fucking show Raccoon City. Oh. They will show that one, though, because that'll be of a child. Of course war. they will. The next one we watched on the 29th of October, which is a Halloween episode, was Stay Alive. God boy! 2006. Can we skip this bullshit cinematic foreplay? I want to fuck! Neither of us recommended this film. Yeah, it's bad. Yep. Uh, is there anything about that episode or about nope. that film that you want to question or remember or change? Nope. or No, no. Nope. It was a standard mid-2000s bland-ass-fuck horror movie. Bored the hell out of you, It was it? so boring. Yeah. It was garbage. It doesn't understand how video games actually work. <laughs> it was all bad acting. Yep. The best actor in it is Frankie Muniz, and that's saying something. <laughs> oh, I love Frankie Muniz. Bitch, that's cheating! I'm not dead yet! Life is but yeah, there wasn't really much going on in that film of value. So let's move on to the 5th of November, where we did Sega Hard Girls from 2013. <laughs> Bold move of us doing that as our third episode. Yeah, I think that might be an odd one that, you know, it's it's very niche. It's so niche again that even most Sega fans don't know what we're talking about. Mm. Um, I'm going to use clips from that, but I have to carefully pick them because YouTube is very anti-showing any footage of Sega Hard Girls. Like, it's it seems to have a real hard copyright lock on it, so I'd have to edit that to But crap. it's a show no one even knows exists! Yeah, I, and I think that might be why, because it's such a niche idea, Like, it, and people would look at that and go, this got made? Mm. For some reason, the company that owns it is, like, super hardcore on you mm. will not show this. I uploaded a one-minute segment to show someone once. Like, just on private. It wasn't on, like, public. It was just like, oh, I'll show someone a clip from this thing I uploaded the minute and it was like no this has been deleted this has been like it wasn't like this has been blocked in certain countries or whatever it was like this has been deleted for copyright infringement you cannot show this sort of it was like really hard yeah it was I think my most surprising thing about Sega Hard Girls was didn't you find a blu-ray copy of this yeah so in America a company called Discotech Media released it on blu-ray crying at the discotheque absolutely in Japan it was also released on blu-ray but obviously it didn't have English subtitles in Japan, it just had Japanese. However, the English Blu-ray, or the American Blu-ray, as I say, I had to import it. Again, doesn't work on UK players, so I had to rip it. Doesn't have the bonus episode, episode 14, so I got a, a DVD version of that, and 
I, I personally translated that episode. Yeah. So I hold the only translation I, of I that remember, I remember criticising you in episode three. Yeah. So I was like, Rory. The amount of effort. effort. I feel like you're putting more effort in than this deserves. But this is the point. I, I, I keep telling you, when we look at films and film work, I... Go the fucking way. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. says I put. I go half yeah, mast. Yeah, yeah, I fucking yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, Rory, Rory though. But for Sega Hard, <laughs> Sega Hard Girls. For a, for a show, literally Sega fans don't know exists. I, I tell you what, the second biggest. I surprise, wanted to know what they were saying. Other than the Blu-ray, <laughs> other than the Blu-ray, the second biggest surprise of Sega Hard Girls was how fucking dark the ending is. Yeah, well, well it's they die. Let's be clear. They die. I know it goes. They live on as consoles. They die. It was meant to be like sort of emotional and like. Uh, Bittersweet? Not even... Yeah, kind of bittersweet, but also, like, they're going on to an honourable future, and it's mm. like... Some of these consoles aren't well-remembered. Like, Saturn. Saturn. Saturn in Japan was well-loved, but, yeah, certainly as from a Westerner's perspective, the Saturn was like, oh, everyone will love me! Mm. Fuck off. And I love the Saturn. Mm. I, I, I adore the Saturn beyond belief, but there is no way I could say it was the most popular console. <laughs> Even of its generation, it was the least favourite of its generation. Mm. It's an ending that's meant to be sort of hopeful, but is actually, as you say, really quite dark. They give their lives for fuck all. On the 12th of November, we did Postal, 2007. We've already made our statements about Uwe Boll. I hate video games. Neither of us recommended this. Now, you were close to the line on saying that you might have recommended it until I yeah. said the only way you could show it to anyone is to vet your friends. Yeah, and, and I will reiterate, it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. It is a shockingly bad movie. It's a movie that I don't quite understand how he got away with making it. I I was close to recommending it only in the sense of it's so bad that it's quite funny to watch it. Yes. But then you pointed out that not everyone would not everyone has that ironic sense of humor that yeah. I've got and therefore it's probably not safe to recommend it no. because a lot of people would actually find it very offensive. They, I think they would judge you. <laughs> Which I is mean, not fair. To be fair. Because they might judge that. They might. To be a, fair, on our, was it the wizard episode? Yeah. Where I was saying that the joys of being British is getting to pretend we still have an empire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, the rest of the world is actually laughing at us. The thing is, is people will take that as a joke. If you recommend something like Postal, yeah. even, even as a joke... People will watch it and go, how can you recommend this? And they yeah. will judge you on that ground, which isn't fair. But it's. However, I do want to clarify something on the post episode that after listening to it back, I feel guilty about. Mm. Towards the end of the episode when we were talking about recommendations and you st- was started talking about, you know, potentially showing it to people because you enjoyed it. It was very clear that you were getting, not emotional, that's not the word, but you were, you know, you, you were on a happy high. And I kind of destroyed the happy high <laughs> by not reading the room. And you Sweet were like, Sasha. Well, yeah, and you were like, oh, I read you, but I enjoyed watching this with you, you know. And we had a great time because you knew that we were on the same level. We weren't judging each other. We were both sitting there going, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and, and enjoying it on that level. And I enjoyed it on the same level. I want to say that now. I really did enjoy it. But on the episode, you're like, you know, I really enjoyed watching this with you. And I'm like, yeah, so moving on. And I'm like, I was such a dick on the episode. <laughs> and I didn't mean to be. I just missed the read. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think it's, you know what? I don't think it's the worst Uwe film. It's the most offensive one. It's the most offensive, but not but the worst. I don't worst. think it's the worst no, made. No, 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 no. House of the Dead's very badly made. House of the Dead, Blood Rain 2 is very, is, is very boring. As you've said in many other episodes, it's one of the worst things a film can be. Yeah. Um, and Postal isn't boring. 
definitely it's the one thing it's not it's one thing it's not and it's one thing to be honest I probably would have preferred it being yeah. <laughs> in some ways because the only reason it's not boring let's be honest is because it's so offensive yeah. if it wasn't for You're the offense it would be dull it's one of those films where you know, the first joke happens and it's offensive as shit yeah. and then you're like well it can't get worse than this and then it does yeah and, and, and to be fair to Uber, he always finds the next level down yeah. to Nick drop Ca- himself Nick to Nick Cage's brother's in it as well yeah yeah and he turn he turns a man gay with a kiss. Yes. Who then Sexual decides he's bi because he rubs a woman's breast. Yeah. Which there's no need to decide. That's what I always like to say. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, what did we do after postal? Uh, after postal on the nineteenth of November, we did Starcade, which was a TV show from so, nineteen eighty two to eighty three. Both of you had a chance to play him before the today's show. And one of them, as you know, is a mystery game. If you pick it in the first three games, then automatically you're going to win your valid. <laughs> Hello. Automatically, you're going to win a valuable prize. So I think... That was our Thanksgiving episode. I think this is our worst episode. Okay. Not the worst thing we've watched. No. I just don't think it made a very good episode. Okay. It's not the right kind... There's not enough... We tried. Bless us. Yeah, yeah. I listened to the episode. The only way to know is to try one. Yeah, I... Bless us. We tried hard. I listened to the episode... But there really is not that much you can take the mick out of in a game show. So no. we really bullied the contestants quite a bit. <laughs> but we were just like, hello, 40-year-old virgin. You're, you're, you're going to lose to this little girl. We did point out that there's no way that guy could win. No. Because if he lost, he's the pathetic guy who lost to a 10-year-old girl. And if but wins, if he wins, he's the, the bully who beat a 10-year-old girl. Yeah, I did feel sorry for him in that ground. Um, it, um, was inter- it was an interesting curiosity to see. Yeah. Um, we I pad it out with other stuff. Like, I had to go into the history of TV Power and things like that just to push it to a normal episode length. Yeah, yeah, there really wasn't much. I think the other thing as well, we watched two episodes of that. Um, whereas we did Legend of Zelda a few month- weeks later, and we'll come to that in a minute. We did four episodes. Perhaps we hadn't watched as much as we could have yeah, done. but there's but more to go through when you've got a plot. There's when no there's plot. a narrative, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it, the problem with the game show is if we'd watched more of it, there might have been a couple of elements we could have pulled out. But in general, we would be going, and then there was another couple of people who played some games, mm. and one won yeah. and one didn't. Unless you get a really outrageous contestant. Yeah. I mean, we were lucky on the same. second episode we watched where there was that oddity at the end, where yeah, he's just where like, he what's was... that? I don't understand that side. Yeah. He's arguing with one of the producers. Produ- mm. Yeah, cameraman or something. Yeah, who's obviously giving him a symbol for something. And he's like, I don't know what you're doing. I can't read that sign. And I put the quote into the episode. It's where I first started putting some of the actual audio from the media. Mm. And I've started doing that a bit more, as you've probably noticed as I've gone through. And the reason is, is that sometimes... Like, reading it ourselves works sometimes. And in other times, it kind of makes sense to get the original audio to... Not only prove we're not making it up, though I don't think people necessarily would think that... But sometimes the delivery and just showing how weird it is, like we're not exaggerating. Mm. It was standout weird that he did that at the end of a, a, a yeah. proper show and they didn't retake it. So we both said no to that one as well. I know it's your least favourite episode, but I'm guessing you still stand by it being a no. That was, Starcade was quite boring Yeah, from a, a perspective for me. So, so far, we're five episodes in. You've said no to everything. I've said no to everything except filmmakers only for Super Mario Brothers, where I've recommended it for them. Uh, oh, a harsh critic, what can I say? Yeah, well, uh, episode six is on the 26th of November, and it's Noobs from 2012. But let me just tell you something, it's about pride too, man. Pride is sack, bro. Don't look sack. at my junk, because I'm a grower, not a shore. But neither of us recommended this film. This was all the one with the mystery girl on the cover who isn't in the who actual in film, the film. Mm. but is in the cover. Yeah, it clearly 
done just to sell the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, no and the c- film was for free on YouTube, even though mm. I stupidly bought the German Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Blu-ray. I was like, oh, okay. I'll look for clips of it on... Like, after I bought the Blu-ray, I'll look for clips of it on YouTube. Oh, the whole film is here by the production company. To for work free. For, yeah. It's not pirated. It's the actual production They're company. They're giving it away for free. There you go. So no one would ever pay to watch But lucky this. I've got the Blu-ray, so I get to see it in the best quality. Oh, oh. That, that, that extra that, few megabytes per second make all the that, difference. That badly shot film you get to see with the camera goes in and out of focus all the time. Hey, there's two moving shots in that film mm. <laughs> with the camera. Literally oh. two shots that move the camera. So this film was obviously most notable because it had Jay from Jay and Silent Bob in it. Yep. It had Lynn Shay in it. Casper and it had Casper Van Dien. Yep. Um, barely. Um, it had him. Or Casper Van Dien, he wasn't in it much either. Had him referring to uh, gay people as you people. Yep. And basically, got and mo- a guy got who m- kept getting bashed for being gay. Yeah, and got whose most. Nickname I was, was Fraggart. Yeah, I was gonna say got most of its uh, most of its humour from gay bashing. Yep, which is great um, fun. And and I think even ignoring that bit, um, I think the film, from what I remember, had a really. Shit narrative structure where everyone's arc gets undone by the ending. Yeah, the ending basically destroys any potential motive to the story. Yeah. It just and then it, like, every character is destroyed in post credits text crawl. Yes, like, where are they where you now? They've learnt nothing. They've learnt nothing, and they're not t- like, for example, uh, the guy who plays Jay from Jane Silent Bob. Yeah. He hasn't started a relationship with Zelda Williams. He's instead shagging Casper Van Dien's. Old then wife, old wife, Lin Shay. Yeah, and it's uh, but and that's come out of nowhere. Like he's made a couple of pervy lines. The, the best part, but of his film. whole thing was a romance, and then he yeah. destroys their careers for a romance. He then doesn't have the best part of the film was Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah, probably. Frogger. The thing is that he should have been the villain. If yes. he had been the villain, it would have been a better film. Yeah, like I said, there was no narrative structure to it. No, no. The film sets up two different villains: the young kid from what's his. Oh, the black guy who's from uh, yeah, the, I can't remember his team's name, but they're yeah. all they're all meant to be like kind of black people from the hood. And but one, of, all, one yeah. of the guys was an old white man. <laughs> yeah, but this was a, so it should, we said in the episode, and I stick by it. It should have been a generational conflict. Yeah, because you had Armageddon who represented eighties gaming. Yep. Then you had those guys who kind of represented like the mid two thousands era, you know, Gears of War three stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And then the young kid and his gang, they should have been the online multiplayer shooter gang, representing like Overwatch and Fortnite and crap yeah. like that. Or or dare I say it, Minecraft. Minecraft. Mindquad. <laughs> well, That's from I, American I, Dad, sorry. I I've never, been watching American Dad lately. Sure. I never remembered the name of the guy when we were doing the episode, but I was like, that Al McGregor, he's, he's like that guy, something Mitchell from the 80s who did Donkey Kong. The guy's name is Billy Mitchell. Mm. He had the mullet, still has the mullet. I like nowadays Billy Mitchell still has his mullet. And where Armageddon was meant to have had a snow globe business, mm. Billy Mitchell's business is hot sauce. Right. And he owns a big hot sauce empire in America, but his whole 
like his personal sh- thing is wearing black shirts with an American flag tie with his mullet getting Donkey Kong victories on high school boards. Though mm. half his high schools have been kind of proved or sometimes not so proved to be faked. <gasps> so, yeah, it's kind of... A, I'm not going to put my line on whether he's faked them or not because it kind of goes swings around about sometimes like, oh, Billy Mitchell proven fraud. And then it's like, Billy Mitchell proven not fraud. Mm. So I'm keeping out of the... Because li- he, he does sue people who call him fraud if they don't have proof so I'm not going to call him a fraud in fact he probably isn't just to save my own bacon I haven't got the money for you Billy Mitchell and your hot wing sauce agency but this (laughs) at the same token there's you know been a lot of stuff about him anyway moving on from noobs it's not that good a film Resident Evil 2002 we watched that on the 3rd of December I recommended it as a cheesy action romp only but not not as a good film it's not a good film but it's Average and it's so average at fact we didn't even pick a worst quote for it. It was like the, the the lines were not good, but they weren't so bad they made a worse line. It's that level, and you obviously said down. no. Of course I did because I hate Paul W S Anderson, which is a shame because he's the best director of Resident Evil. The two thousand two is probably the best of the no that and the second one the second one is the best one because at least it has Jill Valentine at the beginning it starts off as the best one and unfortunately it devolves as soon as Miljovovich turns up yeah and Joe else helps the second one not directed by Paul Anderson. Ah, uh, maybe that's why. Directed by Alexander Witt. Yeah. Um, yeah, He's it's... a great wit. <sighs> so I'm trying to be fair and not just go into rage mode, because I want to be fair. It doesn't help when I jab you with how great Because when, when I was younger, I didn't mind the first Resident Evil until I got more into the games. Mm. Like, the first two are the only two that are actually watchable movies, in my opinion. They're, yeah, and that's... Yeah, they are watchable. Yeah, yeah, they're watchable, you can follow them, and they... Let's forget the games exist for a minute. Yeah. Let's pretend there is only the Resident Evil movies. What a and happy a, existence that would be. I yeah. know, and it's its own universe. They haven't yet started to break their own internal logic. Yeah. It's when you get the third to one onwards, extinction. Definitely, definitely the fourth one onwards, and I think yeah, the third one kind of. They really start to just completely break their own internal logic yeah. and break the very fundamentals of narrative storytelling. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there, I think the third one is like the the world has run out of water. Everything's yeah, dried up. There's just all desert. And, and then in the great. next one, it's normal again. Yeah, and it's ble- the re- I can tell you the reason for that. The reason for that is because the third one's also not directed by Anderson. He wrote it, but he didn't direct it. The reason for that is purely that the director who did that came in and went, hey, what if Mad Max but zombies? Right. And the studio went, yes. Yes, that sounds good. And then they went, oh, but this isn't a Mad Max desert world. Um... Fuck it, I guess T-Virus dehydrates the Earth now? Well, you know, it's a very thirsty virus. Well, yeah. Certainly if you, even, look, at, certainly if you though, look at Resident Evil fan art. Well, even though... <laughs> very thirsty. Yeah, even though in the original Resident Evil, they explicitly say that it doesn't remain airborne for very long. 
Yeah. It, it burns itself out very quickly. Otherwise, everyone who entered the hive would have become infected. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm guessing you're not changing your mind on that film. Hell no. <laughs> I'm not changing my mind on it particularly. If I was, it would be to make it a not recommend, but I still think it's watchable. I realise I'm going to be very but... unpopular on this show because I, I literally, I don't think I'll be recommending it. Maybe I'll reconsider when we watch them, but I don't think I'll be recommending any of the Anderson films. And as, you know, not to spoil what we're going to get to shortly, but... I much, much, much prefer Welcome to Raccoon City, no, which enough. I know there were people well, let's out on to there. That, who now. Are... that was on the 10th of December. We did yeah. Welcome to Raccoon City. Brand new release. It was our first brand new release. It was. It's the <laughs> film I've looked forward to all year. Yep. We both um, recommended it. We did. It's the only one I've recommended. You liked it more than I did. I did. I acknowledge this faults with it. Yeah. It is not a perfect adaptation. It's not. It's yeah. not a perfect movie. I it's a, it's, respect, it, I'd say it's mildly above average. To be honest, Anderson had lowered the bar so much. Oh, that I agree. It, it literally just needed to be watchable, and I would have recommended yeah, I mean, it. I mean, if somebody made a new House of the Dead movie, mm. the bar would be low as fuck. Yeah, yeah. If if they made a film that was like a three or four out of ten, it would be gold compared to Vapor's attempt. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. So I see your point. I also appreciate the limitations that Johannes Roberts was forced to work with. Yep. The fact that it has a lower budget than any of the Anderson movies. Yep. The fact it was shot during the COVID pandemic. Yep. Uh, therefore had... Because we actually worked out, didn't we, while we were watching it, uh, while we were doing the episode, sorry, that we don't think there's ever a bit where there's more than six characters on screen. Yeah, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with that. I, as I well think as it did. I um, think it did. And I think it's a real shame we're probably not going to get the sequel because, God damn it, I want to see Code Veronica on film. Yeah. Now, this might upset you. But, <gasps> I know. But you, you, we've talked about the W.S. Anderson Resident Evils, mm. Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evils, and you stated that the second and third films weren't directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, he was basically a producer on them. Mm. Now He wrote them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Welcome to Raccoon City, is that technically a Paul W.S. Anderson movie because he's no, got a credit in it? He's only credited as an executive producer, right. and as, as anyone who knows anything about film knows, they don't do a, executive <laughs> producer is basically a courtesy credit. Mm. I think basically he kind of sort of still owns the rights to the series or something. Right. He just doesn't want to do them anymore. Yeah, or something like that. Maybe. So they so they had it's definitely not considered part of the Anderson verse. Right. Uh it's the Johannes Roberts verse. Yeah. And I I I hope he's given a chance for another one. So do it's, I. It's Miles. I, I'd, I'd watch a second it one. It was it was funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah. It had that B movie vibe to it which I really enjoyed. Joy. And I think you know what, I'm it not was even totally wrong, but yeah, sometimes than... it was. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, and and we even did a rewrite of it on the episode, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. In fact, where, you did that. I, yeah, I didn't even rewrite where, anything. Where we you... basically said you shouldn't have had Lisa Trevor in the film. Yep. And also that Wesker should have been working for Umbrella. Yeah. Still there was having no reason. For yeah. What still having kill Birkin. Yeah. And to be fair, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be fair to the Anderson for the first Anderson Resident Evil. It's not that that film is entirely terrible. There are good moments in it. It's yeah, hard. Yeah. It's hard for me to admit that because of what he went on to do to the franchise. Yeah. But the Laser Corridor, which later became garbage because he overused it. But that first time, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it gets one who, 
you know, he's doing a good job of dodging the lasers and then it effectively cheats. Yeah. Um, oh, it absolutely cheats on that poor bastard. Yeah. There's a couple of badass lines in it as well yeah. where they're like, I shot her five times. How is she still standing? Bitch ain't standing now, yeah. you know. And that's not that's not a worst quote. It's, I can't put it in worst. No, that was a badass a line. Badass line, and there's no worst quote mm. that we could use from that film. Um, I like the fact that in some in some scenes the liquor was a practical effect as well. Yeah, yeah. And I t- I'll tell you one thing we did credit that film with that we said was a problem in Welcome to Raccoon City. Welcome to Raccoon City's ending doesn't feel like it's a climax to anything. Yeah. There's no build to it. Whereas you know Whereas, that you're at a, you know you're at a finale with Yeah, the, two, the 2002 Resident, Resident Evil feels like a finale. Mm. It feels like you're building to something and even though the liquor is just a generic enemy in the game, yeah. the liquor feels badass in that film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just wish Mila Jovovich was a better actress. I wish it was better direct. Like it's ugly. It's an ugly. It's a very film. Ugly, like cinematography is ugly. Everything's like, beige yeah. and concrete. Yeah, it needed a bit more. Yeah, yeah, it could have been more visually arresting. The irony is, is when you wake, when she wakes up in the mansion section, that looks pretty good near the beginning. But then they're just going to generic underground tunnels, tunnels yeah. and stuff. It's all, and everything's so, silver. Everything's silver or brown, and that's it. It's just yeah. like, oh, is that... You know, it's such a shame. Anyway, and the music, the fucking heavy metal music whenever they're firing That was a weapons. very early 2000s thing to yeah, do. Well, it happened in Rollerball 2002 as well. well. The sound, I don't know if you know this, the soundtrack to the first Resident Evil is all done by Marilyn Manson. Oh, okay. Uh, and the main song over the end credits is Slipknot. Right, so it's very of the era with the soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. Um, on the 17th of December, we did Legend of Zelda 1989. Nice job, hero. Hey, excuse me, princess. A series that neither of us recommended. What are your thoughts thinking back on that? Would you, would you recommend it now? Would you? Well, excuse me, princess. That's the one. It was, it was badly animated. It was, bo- right, don't get me wrong. We're grown men, and it was clearly aimed at children. Yeah, yeah. But it was badly animated. It was not great storytelling. It was terrible voice acting. And above all, it was weird pervy Link. Now, I've never played Legend of Zelda. He's not pervy. But I'm, I'm sure he's not trying to... He's not a perv in any of them, from what I've seen. Yeah, well, he doesn't speak, does he, Link? No, he's got no voice. And yet, in this, he can't help but... He can't talk... shut up! He doesn't shut up, and it's all moaning. He's it's always li- moaning. It's, it's Link as played by Deadpool. Yeah, well, not no. He's not played by... <laughs> Because he's a complete fucking incel. <gasps> Looking good, princess. Especially from this angle. <gasps> yes, I offended her royal prissiness. At the end of that episode, there is a section I added on, which Super was cut. yeah. So we watched the first four episodes and then did the episode. Uh, I actually took some voice samples from the fifth and sixth episodes because I was looking for more, excuse me, princess. Yeah, he says it once in every episode, doesn't he? He says it once in the titles, but actually I found a couple of episodes where he doesn't say it after that, Mm. which means that the 29 times he says it in the 13, 15-minute episodes, he must do it three times in in some of the others Mm. later down the line. Now... At the beginning of episode five, I had to add it in because it is weird. It opens up with Link throwing a hook and rope over the top of a the parapet. Grappling hook is yeah, the grappling hook. For. Sorry, yeah, over the parapet of this tower, and underneath you can see Zelda is lying on her bed reading a book. Mm. Link is trying to swing in through her window, uninvited, right? Rape. And, uh, yeah, and as he goes to do it, the king comes up behind and goes, "Link, what are you doing?" 
right? So the king's caught him, and he goes, oh, uh, I was going to swing into Zelda's window and try and give her a kiss, right? right? Actually states it to the king, and the king goes, no. <laughs> no, that's right? not about that, Link. There's a pause where you think, okay, king's got this covered, and then he goes, you need to take flowers. Women will do anything so long as you give them flowers. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Her dad's in on it. Hey, what are you up to, Link? Uh... I was uh, just gonna swing in through your daughter's window and try to get her to kiss me. <laughs> Not a chance. No? No. You'll need to take flowers. Then you might succeed. Yes. Girls are crazy about flowers. Flowers. Right. Thanks. Good luck, my boy. Ladies, you want to write into the show? Let us know if that's true. And what's annoying we, is he does it and it works. If we give you... Does it? It works in the so, show. He la- swings ladies, in, if we give breaks you flowers, into her room, goes, anything. gives her the flowers. She's like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, I suppose a little kiss. And obviously, as the show does, he never ends up getting his kiss because of reasons. But it's just like, oh, for f- how is the dad in on it? Terrible the show. The most interesting thing from that show was uh, Ganon's design. Because I didn't realise Ganon was a warthog. Yeah, obviously it's not. It's before Ganondorf, the design of the like, sort of more goblin human character, was invented in about ninety six, ninety seven for Ocarina of Time. Ah, goblin. So yeah, so he had that sort of pig warthogish sort of look. The one positive of Legend of Zelda that I think is genuinely good was the music because it was very reminiscent of the games. They did a very good job with that. But that's about it. So our Christmas episode on the 24th of December was The Wizard from 1989. All right, I'm looking for a couple of kids. This one's a mental case. Have you seen him? Does he dress like you? No. Well, you couldn't be too much of a case, all right? I hard recommended it. I was like, yeah, this is great. You were like, as much as you saw what they were trying to do, it didn't work for you. Yeah, that's uh, right. It's definitely a film that's polarising, mm. and just from the two of us. Now, my partner liked it. She doesn't like video games at all, but she liked the story of that, so it sold for her. It sold for me based on that story as well, and the video game stuff was just kind of a cooler side for me. Mm. But as you say, there was a miss there for you. Uh, so, And then we did, on the 31st of December, which is yesterday, it was New Year's Eve, we did Sonic the Movie. Mm. From 1996. What are you talking about? Uh, And I said... animated movie, not the Jim Carrey one. That's the one, which, yeah. So the Jim Carrey one we will get to. We're going to watch that the week before the release of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And we will then review that on release as well. Now, I recommended it on to Sonic fans only. Kind of like old school Sonic fans only. You said you wouldn't recommend it at all, even to them. You know, you know that there'd be a niche that would like it, but in general, you couldn't recommend it. Yeah, I don't think we've changed our minds on those because we, we only did those very recently. So, yes. not much point in us delving too much over those. Fine, don't blame me when this happened. Now let's talk about worst quotes because there's a couple of entries here that I want to add into worst quotes. If if you agree with them, yeah, hit me. So we've got the first worst quote from Super Mario Brothers, which we agreed in the episode. (laughs) I know it sounds weird, but I mean, it's the only thing I have from when I was found. Found? Oh, I was abandoned. But she says it quite happily and cheerfully. Yeah, like like she's literally just said, oh, I bought some apples today. Yeah, oh, I was ab- yeah, I was abandoned. Oh, all right, cheers, cool, see you mm-hmm. later. You know, it's weird delivery of the line doesn't help as well. We had Stay Alive 
where Ooh. we had two quotes from Stay Alive. Was this the one about the the wrist support being gay? No, we didn't include that one. Right. Um, we the two we took from Stay Alive was one from Hutch. Got a thing with fire. It's a long story, no big deal. And we also took another one from Abigail when she meets Hutch at the oh, funeral. Oh, I think I remember this. Yep. There's so many crying faces at this funeral, and you seem to be the saddest, but you are crying. Fucking emo shit. So bad, yeah. Like, that is is exactly the kind of shit you expect to hear from a My Chemical Romance fan. Absolutely. And I I say that as a My Chemical Romance fan. (laughs) Oh, I, I didn't know you were that way. Yeah. No, I'm afraid. Black Parade, my friend. We cannot be friends. We carry on. Stop. Stop that! Like that, that that's triggering. <laughs> <laughs> you will never sing emo in my presence. Not a fan of my chemical romance. No, no. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, yeah. No, I, I genuinely don't like my chemical romance, but it doesn't really trigger me all that. We move on to Sega Hard Girls. Now we didn't have a worst quote. So we stated in the episode there is no worst quote because it's all in Japanese. There is no way we could possibly quote anything from the show. Yeah, you don't get any bad line reads, do you? Except. Over the course of several episodes, you ended up quoting Sega Hard Girls a few times. True. Also, uh, one quick thing. Actually, an absence of a quote is also part of the worst quote. We both agreed that one of the really bad things about the show was the Sonic episode and the fact that Sonic doesn't speak. So the absence of a quote was very bad. There's a Sonic episode in Sega Hard Girls. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we both said, like, because he doesn't speak, it feels really out of character for Sonic. Yeah, the fact that he's mute. disjointed. Yeah. I mean, that was was bad on the episode. However, I I still want us to take a quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you agree. It's it's not necessarily that we're taking a phrase. Like, this is quite unique, because then everything else is like, you know, I've got a thing with fire, it's no big deal. It's a direct quote from the film. In this one, it's just a term. Spillage, mm. which in Sega Hard Girls, like when it first comes up, you're like, Spillage? What, what are they talking about? Someone at a competition recommends that when they're doing a dress up competition, if a girl shows spillage, then she's more likely to win. Mm. And a girl wins by showing an awful lot of spillage. You're like, Spillage, what does that mean? And then you realize that spillage means that she's got her knockers out. <laughs> Or that she's showing more flesh. Spillage. Oh, don't say it like that. Don't say flesh. Flesh. Uh, Sounds like you're a cannibal. Jeffrey Dahmer. Ugh, don't do that noise. <laughs> but yeah, so because you ended up using it, you used it in Resident Evil episode at least, as well as a couple of others. I think noobs you used it in. You ended up using the word spillage, and so did I afterwards going, you know what, this makes sense. That it's just, Because it's such a cringe term, there is no way you should ever refer to a woman's nudity as spillage. No. <laughs> it is disgusting. Which implies it's accidental as well. Like, oh, look, my breasts just spilled out. Oh, no, the there's the spillage. I want to enter that in. Are you happy with that? Yeah, go ahead. We're going to put spillage in as a worst, not as a quote, I suppose, but as a phrase. Postal, we had one, which was... Whoa, ho, ho, did you see that? Yeah. (laughs) One date with me, she'll look like she'd been hit with a mayonnaise truck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did we also put the watchtower on it? We didn't. It's up to you if you want to add that line. It's a terrible joke. It's a terrible joke. I don't think it's his, though. 
Right. Um, I've, I've somebody on some of the forums was saying, yeah, I've heard that joke before. Yes, yeah, someone so, told me they've heard yeah. it before. Whereas because that's become a regular party piece for me, you know, I tell that everywhere. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. because oh. it's hilarious. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So it, I, I would put it in, but the thing is, I'm pretty certain the mayonnaise truck is a unique line for postal. Definitely never because heard it there before. is no such thing as a fucking mayonnaise truck. Yeah, mayonnaise isn't delivered on trucks. Well, it is, but not on its own. You don't yeah, get like it's not like the, the Hellman's truck. mobile is. Coming into town. Mil- wouldn't Milk Truck have been the more sensible quote? Like, you know, one night with me, she'd look like she'd been hit by the milk truck. Yeah, th- but no, mayonnaise. Happy mayonnaise. It's congealed. Don't get me wrong, I'd rather lick mayonnaise off of a person, but. than milk. But. <laughs> That's that lip smackaroo again. Starcade, we had a quote. Surprisingly uh, enough, we found oh, I know one. It, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was the C didn't do too well that round, but she actually did really well. No, that wasn't what we used as oh, the worst is, quote. Is it the little girl when he says, are you excited or something? And she goes, yes, or no, something like no, that. No, no, no. So the worst quote we had for this was from the fourth season episode. Mm. Uh, and it was the guy saying, 1970, a great year, but not a great score. That's too bad, James. You did some research on this. I did you? some research. So allow me to do, show you. You mis- fact-checked old Jeff. I did fact-check Jeff. Now, bear in mind, Starcade is an American show. Mm. So I only looked up on Wikipedia. Now, I know Wikipedia can be altered, but in general, for this sort of stuff, yeah. it's usually quite accurate. And I looked up what happened in America in 1970. Now, I won't go through the whole list because there's quite a few things on here. But what I will say is I tallied up all the things that you could classify as good and all the things that you could classify as bad. That's on your point of view, Rory. A couple of them are. Some of them, not really. I counted 16 good, 17 bad, right? That's a fairly average year. That you'd think. However, I think the extremity... It makes the difference here. Like, the extremes of the bad well way outweighed the extremes of the good. So what are you good? Give me a good. So the first good, for example, was All My Children First Aired on ABC. A popular <laughs> TV show, right? Right, yeah. There, there are some more important ones. Richard Nixon bans TV advertising of cigarettes, if that's your bag. And there's one where he withdraws troops from Cambodia. So there's there's a couple on there. US gets first female generals, Anna May Hayes and Elizabeth B. Hoisington. So there's a couple of good ones on there, to be fair. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of good ones. Elvis Presley tours for the first time since 1958. Wow. So if you consider, a, you know, a 1970 bloated Elvis Presley tour as a good thing. However... A sort of offset Elvis Presley touring. Oh boy. You have the deaths of Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. Oh man. You have the fact that the Beatles broke up mm. and Diana Ross left the Supremes. So uh, all of those four for the one retour of, of Elvis, Elvis Presley. Presley. You know, Elvis Presley's the king. He is the king. However, cool. s- some of these other ones. Might be a little more extreme. Like, bear in mind, like all murders. of the other goods I've got. Yes. So all the other good ones I've got, like Land Speed Record was broken. Rogers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma makes a network debut. <laughs> the World Trade Center's North Tower is the tallest building in the world. Oh. All of that stuff. That wasn't dangerous at that time. It's only dangerous in mm. post because of what happened at nine eleven. However, let me read just three run on ones. Mm. They run on one to the next in the bad section, right? April 29th, US invades Cambodia to hunt the Viet Cong. So, I thought you said he pulled out. Yeah, that's later. Right, okay. He pulls so out after April. having invaded them. 
Right, so, well, of course, of course, you famously have to pull out after actually invading. Yep, but you can't he, really pull out if you haven't entered. But the point first. is, both were Nixon's decisions, so he invaded for fuck all. But he is not a croc. Not a croc. Nixon's invasion of Cambodia sparks a nationwide riot leading to the Kent State shootings. Oh, shit. Now, so that, that's two. The seventh one, May 4th, the Kent State shootings. Four students at Kent State University are killed, nine are wounded, by Ohio National Guard during a protest. So essentially, the National Guard are called in and they just decide to riddle bullets into the school children. Jesus. Then on May the 8th, there's the Hard Hat Riot. Unionised construction workers attack a thousand students protesting the Kent State shootings. So the students... Why would you attack people for protesting murder? Exactly. Exactly my point. And I'm like, well, Elvis Presley coming back doesn't really offset all those murders. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Have you ever heard Love Me Tender? Well, they're very tender after being riddled with bullets. Jailhouse Rock. (laughs) They didn't make it to jail. They got killed, man. Blue suede shoes. Well, I suppose it's leather, really, isn't it? So I went take to a party skin. in the county jail. So, yeah, 1970, I think we can quite safely not say, year. not a good you year. You don't know, Jeff might have been on the hard hat side. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, fuck them students. <laughs> fuck them guys. So, the next one is noobs. Now, we didn't have a worse quote for noobs. We said it was too boring for there to yeah. be. Like, and there wasn't really any lines that stood out. The use of the name Fraggot was particularly bad, though. It was bad, but it's not really... It's not one that I'd want to quote. Yeah. However, I did think in post, there might be one. We did say it in the episode, but we didn't classify it for a worse line. So I want to run it by you, see what you think. Thank you for riding these nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking bad. I knew bad. you were going to say that. <laughs> Thank you for riding these nuts. Gate C42. And thank you for riding these nuts. Uh, yeah, fuck it, we've got to pick one for the episode, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, okay, so, oh, I mean, we don't have to. I couldn't find any for Resident Evil, it's just too bland. So let's see, options you've got that are bad. I mean, there's bad deliveries. Like, there's a really cheesy but it's not delivery. delivery? A, a really cheesy delivery that is almost on par with original Resident Evil delivery. Okay. Is when he finds the blood and she's like, he's like, it's coagulated, but that's impossible. Why? Because blood doesn't do that until after you're dead. Yeah, but that's more explanatory. Yeah. It's um, not really. It's not like I've got a thing with fire. It's no big deal. Where yeah. it's, or, or, or certainly, there's so many crying faces at this funeral. Yeah. Like where it's really sniffing. Oh, your yeah, own that's farts. really bad. Um, <clears throat> wouldn't want to shoot. You might need the bullets. That's not. Is that a bad line? Mm, I, mm. That's what I mean. It's like it's. It's not a. I mean, thank you for riding D's nuts. It's so bad. You're like, oh my god. I tell you really? What's pretty, I tell you, it's pretty cheesy. Bad is when the Red Queen, which remember is a emotionless computer. Yep. Goes. I've been a bad girl. Oh, that is bad. That yeah, is bad. I when she's that. let out the liquor. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we should throw that... Jesus, she's gruffing away there, son. Uh, I think we should throw that out to an audience. Yeah, what's the worst line in the 2002 Resident Resident Evil Evil movie? Yeah, and, and, you know, do you think it's I've been a bad girl, or is it maybe another one? I couldn't find any that were interesting and dumb enough. Unfortunately for me, that makes it more boring as a film. So we move on to Welcome to Raccoon City. We had two 
from Jill. Both from Jill. Yeah, man, Jill. Jill had some shit lines. Although we did agree that Birkins, did you think you could be part of my family, came out of fucking nowhere. That came out of nowhere. I don't think the line is bad. It's the fact that it's how it's placed and there was no build-up to it. Whereas you snooze, you lose, it's a Jill sandwich now is a bad line. Yeah, but it's it's not as bad as how would you rather die eaten by a giant shark or Or, a giant snake. You swallowed whole by a snake or a great white shark. Both of those are bad lines. What's the best line in it? I, I, I think, think, it, I think it's it might be. just a little crush. <laughs> Probably. Do you know what I think it might be? I think it, I, I, I I think did, it has to be irons. I did this imitation in the thing, but I want to do it again. Yeah, go When ahead. he's like, who's Oswell E. Spencer? He's like, he was the owner of the Umbrella Corporation who built this mansion, and he lived there until his death in... What the fuck are you doing here, Rocky? Yeah. You, you said everyone in the briefing room, not you! Who's manning the front desk? <laughs> Get out there in case an old lady needs to rescue a fucking cat up a fucking tree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, didn't I like may have it. added more fuckings in there. Sure. But Brian Irons definitely has the best lines in that Oh, film. Brian Irons t- sweeps the floor with yeah, best like, lines in that and, and probably the best comedy delivery, Donald Logue, as well. He's very good at o- that, though. Although, yeah. I, I, want to throw, I do want to throw a shout-out to Avon Yagir, as well, who played uh, Leon. Leon was, plays it well. He had good comedic timing. And do you know what I, I didn't like what they did with Leon, but the yeah. guy delivered it well. You know, he's actually a Disney Channel actor. Most what, of them were, I think. When he was younger, no... Uh, Kaysco Delario is actually British, Claire, right. and she she's most well known before growing up. She when she was a teenager, she was on the show Skins. Hannah John Carmen is also English, most well known for appearances in Black Mirror, the sci-fi series Killjoys, mm. and the uh, oh god, what's the other? Not movie? to be confused with Killroy. <laughs> she's also the villain in Ant Man and the Wasp. Tom oh, Hopper. Okay. There's a lot of Brits in this. Tom yeah, Hopper yeah, yeah. is also British. Because we're the best. But uh, Rob, Robbie Amell, uh, Robbie Amell, from, who played Chris, he's most well-known for doing comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually plays Robin's boyfriend, Scooby, in How I Met Your Mother, who is a, a dog in a man's body. Even Yogia was on... I want to say, see, it was one of the it was one of the Disney Channel shows that was or Nickelodeon shows that was after I'd stopped watching stuff like that. Sure, but it was one of the big ones. I want to say it was Victorious, right? But I could be wrong. Donald Logue is definitely the funniest in it. Yeah, he's definitely um, got the best lines. He's he's just a master of comedy. The film did lose something once once Irons was gone. Yeah, it did. Yeah, absolutely did. Because there was no standout characters anymore after which, that point, really. Which was a big change from the games. Because in the games, he's actually a murderous rapist slash yeah. psychopath. Yeah, yeah. We then moved on to Legend of Zelda. Now, we had a line for those. Hey, excuse me, it's princess. It's got to be. It's the got, catchphrase. It's the catchphrase, but it's not only... It's not just that it's the catchphrase, because I wouldn't just throw in a catchphrase in there and just go, oh, that one will work. It's how because badly we didn't, it's used. Yeah, we didn't use a catchphrase from Super Mario Brothers the movie, because none of them... Well, they're not necessarily great. They're not that bad. But yeah, excuse me, princess. And the way it's said every time is just vile. Excuse me, princess. He always drags out the excuse. Yeah, excuse me. Then we had the wizard, which had... I love the power glove. It's so bad. Which is 100% accurate to reality. It is so bad. And then we had Sonic the Movie, where we had two quotes. You might know everything I'm going to do, but that's not going to help you, since I know everything you're going to do. Strange, isn't it? Which has the weirdest delivery of the word strange I've ever heard in my life. I would actually like to see a film of Doctor Strange, where everyone who mentions his name has to say it 
in the voice of Sonic from the Sonic movie. That would be hilarious. Doctor Strange, isn't it? And then one from Robotnik. Sonic will never again be a pain in my egg! Which is just a terrible... Like, I know there's a thing where they try to shoehorn egg into everything with Dr. Robotnik slash Eggman, but that was a terrible choice. If you can't do it, just don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't have to bother. So that was our 2021. Uh, how are you feeling on that? How are you feeling on that, Jamie? I'm regretting ever signing up to do this podcast. Excellent. Well, we've got more to come. So in 2022, obviously, we, there's plenty of weeks where we'll be doing stuff that's already come out and mm. is to us historians in It's Not New. However, there is some new stuff coming out. Now, I'll read the it first... May. Yeah, so the first three are the only three I have dates for right now. Mm-hmm. However, I think the others that I'm going to mention will be out this year. It's just that they haven't yet been dated. Okay. So the first one, Friday the 18th of February is Uncharted. Mm, with Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, as well as Antonio Banderas. In a, in a role that literally everyone agreed Nathan Fillion should actually be playing. Yes, and Nathan Fillion put his name forward, but they wanted Tom Holland, I'm guessing, because he's a hotter property right now, being I'd Spider-Man. Be Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's directed by Ruben Fleischer. Who, oh, I know that name. Yep, he directed Zombieland in two, 2009 and yes. Venom in 2018. Oh, Oh, Venom is not a good movie. It's not a terrible film, but it's not a great film. It's an average film. I, I watched Venom, so I, yeah, it's one of the few superhero movies that I watched. Just because it was on, poorly. well, it was on Netflix, so it's free. Uncharted is going to be a prequel to the games. That's why they've chosen Tom Holland. He's going to be younger. At one point, that's po- fair enough. That's yeah, explains yeah. it. Mark Wahlberg was originally also slated to play Nathan Drake, Nathan Drake but because they changed. The, to the timing to make him younger, it makes sense that Mark Wahlberg can't really play a man in his early twenties anymore. No, <laughs> I, I'm actually unfamiliar. I, I like with Mark Wahlberg, but he's not that young anymore. I, I'm actually unfamiliar with Uncharted from my limited understanding. And don't kill me, PlayStation fans, because I haven't had a PlayStation since the PS2. It is basically ma- Tomb Raider, but man, kind of. Yeah, it's very, I mean, certainly, I think the reboot of Tomb Raider mm. took a lot of inspiration from Uncharted, yeah. but Uncharted un- undoubtedly took inspiration from the original Tomb, Tomb Raider, Raider. So it's like one knocking it's on all back to the other. Incestuous uh, at this point. Yeah, and the only other thing I know about this film is that it's the first feature of Sony PlayStation Productions. So while Sony has their own production studio, it looks like they've opened up a unique production studio for Sony PlayStation, oh. which is interesting and different. That is interesting. Yeah. On Friday the 8th of April, there's Sonic the Hedgehog 2, mm. uh, and that stars Ben Schwartz, James Marsden, Jim Carrey, all those three were in the original, and Idris Elba coming in as Knuckles. It's yeah. directed by Jeff Fowler, who directed the original Sonic the Hedgehog in 2019, and he's also directing another upcoming film this year called The Pink Panther. I'm guessing based on The Pink Panther series. Mm. I'm not sure if that that's going to be The Pink Panther TV show or if that's going to be like the film the animated, with Clouseau. Yeah, Clouseau yeah. or the animated. Because oh, bear in mind that he's usually in the animation department of films. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2019 seems to be his first actual direction, like main directed feature. So the fact that that and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 are both heavy on CGI... 
leads me to believe that the Pink Panther might be an adaptation of the animation rather than yeah the Cluzo films. But I don't know that for sure. All I know is that that's a name that's in his repertoire. Interesting note about this movie. It is confirmed that for some reason they didn't do this with any of the other characters. But Tails will be voiced by the voice actor from the games. Yes. I don't think they could find a celebrity that would pull off a similar vo- enough voice to Tails. Yeah. Well, Sonic... We all did it together. <laughs> Mickey Mouse's voice actor, maybe. I don't know. I, mean, um, I could kind of do Mickey Mouse <laughs> sometimes. Oh, jeepers, <laughs> Pluto. Hey, Pluto. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Jim Carrey said he'd wear a fat suit for this, but apparently it didn't happen, but he has well, got the moustache. So here's the thing, and I, I'm allowed to say this as a fat guy before the internet comes for me. Apparently it's offensive for thin actors to wear fat suits now. Okay. Go fucker for yourselves. Okay. I'm a, I say that as a very, very fat guy, very large, large and in charge, as they say. Okay. Um, I'm not offended when I see a thin person put on a fat suit. Yeah. Because I mean, to be it's honest, been done since the dawn of time. The whole point of acting is to be someone you're not. The I'm, the the one thing that kind of makes me okay with him not being as rotund as Robotnik in the game is Jim Carrey's portrayal of Robotnik in the first film. I was really worried about that because he didn't look anything like the Doctor himself. But his performance sold it to me during the film. I was worried that if they put him in a fat suit to make him as rotund as Robotnik, that it would actually hinder his physical performance. Yeah. So I'm kind of all right with the fact that he's not going to be in a fat suit because that that would be the worry. I think Jim Carrey could probably use the fat suit to his advantage if he did it. But it's yeah, it was it was still a concern. There's a coffee shop in the film apparently called named the Mean Bean, which uh. would be a reference to Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Here's a fact: if you didn't know about Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, it was never released in Japan because technically the game had already been released in Japan as Poyo Pop. And there's a whole series of Poyo Pop games, Poyo Pop Fever, Poyo Pop. Like you, you just look up Poyo Pop, you'll see there's a whole ream of them. It was just because at the time they didn't think that Poyo Pop would sell as a brand in the West because yeah. it had very anime characters in it, in the, the the chatty sequences in between levels, and it was all sort of like, oh, everything's all amazing and poppy, and it's so so super childish anime. And they're like, no one's going to buy this. That they turned it into part of the Sonic franchise to try and sell it. And Gun is a apparently in this from Sonic Adventure 2 though apparently according to this and I don't think this is accurate to the games but it does say on IMDB that GUN stands for Guardian Units of Nations I'm not sure if it stood for that in the games I don't recall that ever coming up before so I'm guessing that's just what it's meant to stand for in the film but that's Sonic the Hedgehog 2002 uh, sorry uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 I don't know why I said 2002 Wednesday the 21st of December we have Super Mario Brothers the movie Starring Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. Now, Anya Taylor-Joy might be a name that's not familiar to as many people. Oh, I don't know. She's had a few big hits She's had the a last few, few years. Yeah, specifically Queen's Gambit on Queen's Netflix. Queen's Gambit last night in Soho. Yeah, so she's, she's definitely a name that's earned a place there, but I, I just know that... Oh, she's a terrific actress. Oh, she's fantastic. I'm not going to lie. She's too good for a Super Mario Brothers film. Yeah. And Seth Rogen's in it. He's Toad, isn't he? No, he's playing Donkey Kong. Oh, yes, he's Donkey Kong. Now, if anything turns me away from this film, it's Seth Rogen being in it. Because Seth Rogen can't act. 
Actually, I could... Seth he, Rogen is just Seth Rogen in everything he does. He's not what turns me away from it. I can see him as Donkey Kong. What turns me away from it, and I realise, again, I'm going to be the internet's whipping boy for this, is Jack Black as Bowser. Oh. I, I don't think that's going to be any good. But to be honest, and I like Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, mm. I know it's fashionable to hate Chris Pratt at the minute because apparently he's offended people because he's religious or something. I couldn't give a fuck. Um... But, yeah. Ba- I don't know the story. If anyone wants to tell me, feel free to. Uh, but basically, like, <sighs> the characters are meant to be Italian Americans. And none of these Bob people. Bob Hoskins at least did an Italian American accent. He based that on his Italian American accent he put on for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I just can't see, and I could be wrong, I may be underestimating their acting ability. Yeah. But I don't see Charlie Day and Chris Pratt being able to do authentic Italian accents. Now, I think it's been confirmed they're not going to. They're just going to do their standard American voices. Oh, no. They can't just do their own voices. So, there's a whole... There's a, yeah, no, this is what annoys me with this. Like, they're, they're, they're not hiring Seth Rogen because you think his voice sounds similar to Donkey Kong. That's the only reason. Because he doesn't do voices and he doesn't do acting. So you'll just get Seth Rogen painted over by Donkey Kong. You say that, but I actually, I actually want to see. There's a Seth Rogen film. It was a low-budget, independent, artsy film that got lots of attention. Called uh, I think it's called an American Pickle or something like that. Okay, um, but apparently, like that's an actual acting role. Like he's not just Seth Rogen in it. Mm. I'd like to see that. Maybe. However, the other thing that doesn't really help with like my trust in this film. It's got two directors. Oh, we've been here before. Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelinek, right? Now, these are two names that I've not heard of before, so I looked at their history. Mm. The only thing, really, that they've ever done before is Teen Titans Go. So, I mean, just to put parallels to the 1993 movie out here, Mm. full of celebrities, some of which you may or may not be well cast for the roles. I mean, don't worry, it's a bad film. But it's a f- uh, not to criticise him because he's a lovely guy. But it's a big drop from Dennis Hopper to Jack Black, isn't it? Yeah, it's not quite Dennis Hopper. Is it? You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> um, you've got the fact that you know, chock full of celebs, directed by two directors, not one, and not like, husband and wife this time. Not husband. Well, maybe you, you don't know. They might be. What did you say the names were? Well, they're not married, but they weren't married in Super Mario Bros. ninety three either. Were they? No. Oh, that's something I made up in my head then. Well, they they were a couple. They they didn't share a last name. They were both... Mm. And I don't think they ever got married. Um, But yeah, so the two directors of this are only known for one thing, Teen Titans Go. Mm. And similarly, the two directors for Super Mario Brothers movie prior were only really known for Max Headroom. So they'd done something that was popular and then got given the Mario license. So I, I just think there's a lot of red flags here that people are forgiving because it's animation. But bear in mind that just because something's animated doesn't make it gold. I mean, you say people are giving it a pass. I, literally all the feedback I hear for this movie is people are hating on it. Right. Because people people are very against the fact that Chris Pratt's been hired. Chris, yeah. I, I, I just want to actually... I want to clear I, something. I, I like Chris Pratt, but if he's not going to bother doing... A voice. A voice, and it's just going to be Chris Pratt's voice, then no. Yeah, it, it's the wrong voice for Mario. Yeah. He doesn't sound like a short, fat Italian now, plumber. Charles Martinet, who does the voice for Mario in the games, he is in it. He's mm. been given a cameo as some other character, mm. which is weird. 
but yeah, I mean, all the other characters, Toad is in this, and it's um, Peel, I think, no, it's Key from Key and Peel. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a huge amount of, but again, it's every role is what celebrity can we squeeze in, mm. and not necessarily what actor would fit this role. And th- this is something that a lot of people on the internet kick off about. I don't know if you've ever seen this, this has been on on the last few animated movies that have come out. Basically, people are angry that whenever an animated film comes out now, the fashion is to not use voice actors. Yes. It's to use celebrity actors. And this is exactly what this is doing. so, So I feel two ways about this. Because on the one side, for example, using Mario as the example, yep. this clearly is all wrong. Yeah. It's all kinds of wrong. Um, but on the other flip of that, as an actor myself... Regular actors are also voice actors. Like Not so, necessarily. There is a slightly different skill required. Like, some of these people, though, like they literally claim like it's a completely different thing. It's not. It's just that voice actors don't have the, the X factor that producers are looking for to be on camera. Well, no, like, sometimes voice actors can do extra stuff with their voices. I mean, you look at some of the ranges available to, to people, mm, like to certain voice actors, is, that aren't necessarily in, inherent yeah. in most day-to-day well, actors. In my opinion, and this is where we get into the fact that a lot of actors are hired for their looks and not for their voices, most good actors should be able to do those skills. So take someone like Benedict Cumberbatch, because he does. he's done loads of both. Kennedy Bundercatch. So be, be, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, he literally... <laughs> has been in everything from theatre to film yeah. he's done lots of animated voiceovers and people go well he's a celebrity even before he was famous Benedict Cumberbatch was doing like big Finnish radio plays right. and things like that I'm fairly certain he's in some of the Doctor Who radio plays Okay, I'd be wrong on that but I'm fairly certain he is so like he is an example of someone who can do both yeah who's had um, a bit of experience at least with voice acting yeah, yeah. I, I do get why people are angry, because also it didn't help that this year also Chris Pratt was announced as the voice of Garfield as well. And again, it's totally wrong. Yeah, he's he's closer to Garfield than Mario. Yeah. I can see him more as Garfield. Yeah, if he just, like, lazies his voice out, yeah. he could probably hit a relatively okay Garfield. Yeah, because like, there's no... Garfield, yeah. I'm not a big Bill Murray fan, but Bill Murray was right for Garfield. Yeah. He had the right voice. He's got that, yeah... For relaxing times, make it century time. What? Have you not seen um, Lost in Translation? No, I, I don't like Bill Murray. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I do up- want to see Lost in Translation. I will say, I watched it a couple of times, and like it was raved about. I thought it was an okay movie, but the funniest, best bit of it is the intro, where Bill Murray is in Japan... Well, the whole thing's set in Japan. But he's while he's in Japan, he is doing an advert for Suntory Whiskey. そしてテーブルの上にはサントリーウイスキーがあります。わかりますね。感情を込めてゆっくりとカメラを見て優しく、そしてあなたの古い友達に会うように言ってください。カサブランカのボギーのように君の瞳に乾杯。サントリータイム
あなたもうテンション上げてカメラ見てカメラ目線でゆっくりと、ね、パッションがカメラ目にはパッションだよ分かった And,、uh, with intensity. Is that everything? I mean, it seemed like he said quite a bit more than that. あなたの言ってることはウイスキーのことだけじゃないんだから。わかる古い友達に会うように、優しく、ジェントリーにね、そして心から湧き上がってくる。テンション。これ忘れちゃダメだよ。Like an old friend and into the camera. Okay. わかった<笑>あなたはウイスキーを愛してます。It's Santori time!Okay?Okay. For relaxing times, make it Suntory time. Cut! 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 What do you want to do? I'm going to go to the house. 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 Make it Suntory time. Cutto, 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 cutto! You see how pissed off he, Bill Murray gets the fact that he can't finish the scene and he doesn't understand why because the translator is giving him literally soddle to work、yeah. with. Um, but yeah, so there's that.、Uh, so those are the dated ones. There was another one that was dated for the 4th of March. Which was Minecraft the movie. Dear Lord. Yes. However, it seems to have been delayed or cancelled throughout COVID. Hopefully, cancelled. Yeah, yeah, it's currently stated it's not fully cancelled, but it's stuck in development hell.、Uh, and it's currently been indefinitely delayed, which I don't know why they don't just say cancelled, because indefinitely surely means it's never coming. Hopefully. Which means cancelled. But yeah, so that was something that we're going to make. We're getting another Halo series this year, aren't we? So I'll come to that in a second.、Uh, now, there's not much information on a lot of this stuff, so I've written down what I can, but obviously, where a lot of this stuff is still rumoured or is only very early on in the day, there's not much information going. So, first of all, Cyberpunk 2077 has a TV show coming out on Netflix this year. Will we only get half of an episode and you have to wait over a year for them to, to download、it. the rest? Yeah. <laughs> It's called Cyberpunk Edge Runners, so they've dropped the 2077. Just in case, I suppose, the game isn't as popular. And it seems on IMDb that there's 10 episodes stated to, like, slated. Will Keanu be in it? I don't know. There's no information about directors or cast or、It、anything like that yet, yeah. So all I know is that there's an artwork for it, but it's like a, a poster artwork, probably a pre production artwork.、Mm. Uh, and then 10 episodes is all I really know. But it may, I mean, even that's technically just conjecture. Um, there's Tomb Raider 2, which is a sequel to the Alicia Vikander film from 2018、uh, by MGM and Warner Brothers.、Uh, now, Alicia Vikander is coming back as Lara, and Christian Scott, Christian, Stop, Scott. Christian Scott Thomas is coming back as Anna Miller. The director is Misha Green, who was a writer primarily and wrote several episodes of Sons of Anarchy,、mm. Heroes, Underground, and Lovecraft Country. So she's got a lot of. A lot of cojones when it comes to writing, though I've not seen or I didn't really hear of anything else that she directed. So I'd be interested to see what she does with it. At least it sounds like she, she's worked on stuff with heft before. Certainly, Sons of Anarchy is not light, light watching. 
So hopefully Tomb Raider 2 will have some balls, uh, which is an ironic statement considering it's a female in series, but you know what I mean. As well as that, there is a Tomb Raider anime coming out this year. Oh. It's a Netflix series, and the only thing I know about it is that Hayley Atwell, who was an actress from Agent Carter, is going to play the voice of Lara. Not... She's not just from Agent Carter, she is Agent well, Carter. Well, there you go then. The game voice actor for Lara isn't in it, it's Hayley yeah. Atwell instead. We also have Assassin's Creed 2, apparently. Right. Yeah, like, th- this is the one that I'm, it's hard for me to believe, because didn't Assassin's Creed 1 bomb? Yeah. Like, this it's is... a really bad film from what I've heard, I've never seen it. Well, I think it might be because the, the, the franchise as a whole is still very popular mm. I've certainly so after another shot yeah I mean after the Vi- like the Viking one came Valhalla. out Valhalla and that was very popular right you know so perhaps they might take another crack but there's no information still yeah. not even on cast we don't know if uh, Fassbender's back. back or any there's literally no information other than it's kind of said to exist and it's again by New Regency Productions but that's about it we, we don't know anything else it could just be that they're holding it there until they can give more info. However, there is another Assassin's Creed property coming this year. Dear God. Which is a Netflix series again, but this one's going to be live action, not animated, and it's going to be produced by Ubisoft members. Now, normally I would say that's great, people from the from the studio getting involved. Unfortunately, Ubisoft is full of rapists, so... Wait, what? Ubisoft. Yeah, I know the company, but I don't know... So last they made year- Rayman. Yes, Rayman. Not Rain Man, Rayman. I said Rayman. Oh, okay. I'd mm-hmm. love it if they made Rain Man. <laughs> Just walking through a, 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 a... Walking through levels going, yeah, right. Last year, Ubisoft was found to have a large rape culture where people would get promoted via sexual harassment. Jesus so what, Christ. Because what would essentially happen was, if you worked at Ubisoft, if you sexually harassed someone in your department... Mm-hmm. The HR department would basically go, oh, well, that's a problem. So what we'll do is we'll promote them and move them to a different department. Promote the victim or promote the perpetrator? The perpetrator. Jesus Christ! Because that moves them out of the department, you see. So they did that several times, and it got to the point where all the higher-ups were involved. Now, Yves Jamot, who's the CEO, went, I didn't know it was happening. How could I know? So he's currently getting away with it scot-free, despite the fact it was a lot of the higher-ups, including the CFO and the CMO, were all caught out as part of it and things like that. You know, he's going, oh, no, no way I could have known. So, But your HR department knew about it. So how did you not know? Now, the HR department were covering all of this stuff up anyway, because that's what they're for. They're not actually there for the employees. They're there to protect the company. And Yeah, that's what HR departments do. Sure. And when this all eventually came out, the police went up to the HR department, right, we need your records so we can go through this stuff. Mm. And the HR department literally went, uh, we'll share it with you if you give us immunity. And they went, no, you're giving us the files. I said, like, HR department were complicit. A lot of the chief operating officers were complicit. Mm-hmm. Yves Jamot basically is, again, a bit like Bobby Kotick in 2021 with Activision, essentially too rich to fail. Right, so what's happened to Activision? Are they all rapists as well? Yes. Jesus! Yeah. No, mate, you... It, oh, I can't believe you're not caught up. And what's happened to Blizzard? I've heard something's happened to Blizzard. Activision and Blizzard, same company. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. So Activision bought Blizzard, I think, a few years ago. Right. Now, a lot of people who loved Blizzard were like, oh, it's Activision, that's the problem. But actually, apparently, this is all stemming from the Blizzard side as well. Mm. So it's a case of it's mostly come from the Blizzard side, but Activision have been complicit. So the basic lesson here is everyone who works in video games is a rapist. Yes, and Bobby Kotick is... 
like there's essentially Activision Blizzard seems to be where the line is being drawn at the moment because employees are actually striking and they're looking to build their own union. Mm. which is dangerous for the video game industry because they do everything they can to prevent people unionising because they like to abuse their American staff. American companies often do. Yes, so because they're trying to continue staff abuse, they're trying to prevent it, mm. but the problem is is they're in the spotlight. Bobby Kotick hasn't been fired, but everyone else has, and they've stated, look, we've got these new rules in place to prevent sexual harassment within the company. Oh, by the way, we've noted that they don't apply to Bobby Kotick. What? Yeah. So people like, that ain't good enough, son. We want him fucking gone because he's the CEO and he was in charge and overruled all this stuff. And now we're telling, now apparently the sexual harassment stuff don't stick to him. Nah, son, that ain't good enough. This is a whole other topic entirely. Yeah. Look up the sexual harassment stuff that's come out in the video game industry recently. It ain't good, son. It ain't good. No deal. I really need to stop taking more notice of stuff yeah it's quite bad so like usually i'd say that's a good thing having ubisoft members involved in the assassin's creed series but i want i i fear for people at netflix mm-hmm. having anyone from ubisoft come over and go hi i'm mr hans uh, <laughs> uh there's a borderlands movie mm-hmm. coming out this year by lionsgate uh it stars kevin hart kate blanchett jack black and jamie lee curtis uh, in several starring roles, okay. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's I don't know choice. anything about Borderlands. No, so neither I don't do know I, if that's good n- choices. Or neither not. do I really. But that is unfortunately, uh, I think that's one that's is that Bobby Kotick? No, that's someone else. Oh no, no, that's by the company EA, oh. isn't it? Borderlands? No, 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 it's not EA. It's oh Jesus, Epic. Uh, no, I can't remember the name of it. But I know that the the CEO of that company. Jesus a few Christ. years ago. Here we go. Not rape, at least. I, I, I'll give you that. It's not that. Murder. <laughs> no, no, no. However, he went to a medieval times with his work laptop. Gearbox. That's it. He went to a medieval times with a USB stick in his laptop mm-hmm. to do some work while he was eating at medieval times. Mm. And he left, but he left the USB stick behind. Oh. Someone found it, and they found not only stuff to do with Gearbox game, like Entertainment's upcoming releases but also a lot of porn not of the child variety uh no i don't believe so no oh um, well to be fair like you shouldn't be doing it at work but no but it's, it's like, a free country he's a fucking multi-millionaire ceo buy a second usb stick mm. it's you know what i mean sometimes as, as leaving as a, that in a child a child friendly restaurant is not a good look either i mean that no. guy's an asshole he's been proven to be an asshole in different things as well prior to that all oh, right but i mean like i want to make this clear he's not on the level of activision or Ubisoft. Or Ubisoft. Well, fuck those companies, At least I guess. to my knowledge. I, uh, anyway. I will be boycotting all of their products then until they resolve that's this why I, That's why I haven't bought I mean, any Ubisoft. <laughs> I mean, honest. I don't buy you Activision. Say, let's be honest, I only play Capcom games. <laughs> no. Well, that's fine. They, they, they've actually... I think that's the reason they've done really well recently in the Game Awards. Because they're the only safe company left apart from maybe Sega and Nintendo. Everyone else is like, oh, look, there's rapists. Oh, look, there's porn. Oh, look, there's this... Like, Fraud and all. Thoughts. Yeah, it's just... I, I mean, I'm not saying those companies are gold either. They're far from it, but there's at least there's nothing that extreme to stick to them. But yeah, so the director of Borderlands is Eli Roth. No, yep. really? Uh, which, the horror guy. Yeah, so he's done Hostel, The Green Inferno, House with Cabin the Clock in Fever. Its Yeah, he's done quite a lot. He's quite a well-known commodity. Eli I, didn't, I didn't know he did House with Clock in Its Walls. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, now, there's the one that you mentioned, Halo, yep. which apparently is going to come out on Paramount+. Plus. Is it Peter Jackson doing it? 
no, his that name was is years ago he was going to do it. That was years ago. It's not anymore. There's not actually any cast and crew yet attached to it, but they are ramping up the promotion right now. Mm. So it looks like we might get a release date sooner rather than later. But at the moment, there's still no release date. And according to IMDb, there's nine episodes for that. Now, again, that's still rumour. There could be more or less... But at the moment, it looks like there's about nine episodes. There's not, again, not much information yet, but there is at least a lot of promotional artwork coming out right now. So there's stuff there to look at. And the last one is The Last of Us. Now, That's a miniseries, isn't it? Yes. Now, there was a film that's still currently in development hell uh, and is unlikely to be made. But this is the TV series by HBO. And now, there's a ten episodes rumoured for that. And it stars as Joel Pedro Pascal, yep. who is, to most people, the Mandalorian. Yeah, also in Game of Thrones. He's also in Game of Thrones. And, in fact, the person playing Ellie, I think, is also in Game of Thrones. But I haven't written a name because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, and, and that's literally because I'm an idiot, not because I didn't use it. Literally, I, I, I had a tired hand. I've been writing a lot. Episode one of the series is apparently written by Neil Druckmann, who is the writer and director for the games. And episode six was directed by Neil Druckmann. Okay. So that's an interesting thing. And also, Gustavo Santo. Hang on, let me get this name right. Gustavo Santo Lala, I think that's said correctly, the person who scored the video games, he's come back, he's going to score the series. Okay. So audio-wise, as far as the soundtrack's concerned, it should be very accurate, and there's at least some influence from Neil Druckmann, so mm. that it should follow that quite well. Whether that's good or bad, because some people got angry after Last of Us 2, I don't know, but... Who hum? Mm. So that's so. I think that's upcoming. Um, just to add one more to the upcoming, which is very, very rumored, as in I don't know if this will come out next year or this year. Should I say I don't know if this film is happening at all? Right. But I think it's an interesting thing worth noting. French director Christophe Gans or Gans, I don't know how it's pronounced, is. Try. He claims, but no one else has claimed, <laughs> so no studio has said this. He claims he is intending to return to Silent Hill. Yes. So he directed Silent Hill 1. He did not do Silent Hill 2 because the studio were trying to force him to make it into an action movie, and he didn't want to do that. Yep. But the second one famously did not do well. It's very, very bad. The first one is very good. It's definitely a contender. I'm not going to say the best, yeah. but it's definitely, definitely in the conversation yeah. for best video game adaptation ever made, and he is talking about returning to right. Silent Hill. Ironically, so. and, and something else to go alongside that, so... Uh, Silent Hill film director returning to potentially do a Silent Hill 3 movie. Silent Hill, the original game director, the Japanese game director, returning to the horror franchise, but not to Silent Hill. I don't think the name is particularly good. Splitterface. Yes. Um, so there's. Yes. it looks like horror might be back on the menu. I watched the trailer for that the other day. Oh, I haven't seen um, the trailer yet. Is, yeah, yeah. It? it looks like a PS2 game. It doesn't um, look great. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I'm a big Silent Hill fan, and you know what's one of the really annoying things about Silent Hill? What, the film? No, the oh, franchise the as a whole. Oh, the franchise, yeah. To, to like, the general public audience, 
everyone associates Hideo Kojima with Silent Hill now. And you're like, no, Hideo Kojima... He did made one game that one, never came out. He made one playable teaser mm. and never made an actual Silent Hill game. But apparently he's on about... Apparently him and Konami may have worked out a deal. Yeah, that's been said for a little while. I don't know how that will go, because Konami yeah. are not... Konami are a terrible thing. fucking company. Yeah, and yeah. apparently are not interested in making video games anymore. No, they, they only want to make mobile games and slot machines, apparently. Yep, and to be fair, they're doing well with slot machines, mm. aren't they? But... Um, but I'd just like to point out, yes, horror does seem to be getting popular again. And, uh, oh, what's that? It seems odd to me. Obviously, I know it's my favourite franchise, so I know I sing its praises all the time. But there was a horror boom sparked in the late 90s by the release of the original Resident Evil. Yep. That sparked the survival horror craze. And all of a sudden, Resident Evil goes horror again sells really well like Resident Evil 7 is like one of the best selling Resident Evils so is the 2 remake and I think Village I think Village is on track to become the best selling Resident Evil game ever made suddenly Resident Evil goes horror and again and suddenly everyone wants a piece of the pie again absolutely but I would I would absolutely love another Silent Hill game Silent Hill is legitimately terrifying yeah the, the first few games are. I've actually never played the first one. I've got it and I need to play it. No. But Silent Hill 2 and 3, man. Fuck me. Yeah. So, the only other thing left is uh, if there's any questions. I've got a couple for you. When we did Resident Evil 2002, mm-hmm. I made a reference to Monty Python's Holy Grail mm. about the, the, the fact they're injecting a rabbit and then... I put in a quote from Monty Python. Mm, I uh, didn't remember that bit. The only bit I remember from Monty Python is the uh, where he chops all the knight's arms and legs off. And he's yeah, like, it's yeah. only a flesh wound, it's but a scratch. And you stated in the episode that you don't like Monty Python, and specifically you don't like British comedy. Yes, that is correct. Okay, so I really wanted to dive into that, because that's a very odd... Like, I can understand if you didn't like the wackiness yeah. of Monty Python, but what is it? Mm, British so, comedy is quite a broad... Yeah, and to be fair, I'm, I misspoke a little bit. So sure. uh, we spoke a lot on my previous podcast, Jamie, Your Film Taste Sucks, about how I'm not a huge fan of British film. I don't like the British film industry. I think we limit ourselves too much, and okay. there's not enough funding in the industry. There's absolutely not enough funding. Um, in terms of comedy, I do like some of it. So, like, for example, love Shaun of the Dead. Like most Edgar Wright films, to be honest. In terms of TV comedies in Britain, I very much enjoy Spaced. Okay. Uh, I enjoy Black Books. I said Book. right again. Yeah, <laughs> Black Books and the IT crowd. I absolutely love the IT crowd. Okay. Father Ted? Uh, it, I need to watch Father Ted, okay. um, but it's a good chance I would like that because the writer of Father Ted, Graham Linehan, is, is also the writer of IT crowd and Black Books. Yes. So he's a good, a good writer, or at least he was. I'm yes, not sure if he is anymore. Uh, so he's not a good person. No, I know he's not out. a good. I, I'm aware of that. I'm aware. Um, I, I was trying to avoid the fact that, but no, yeah, he's, I, he's I, not a good person. I, I don't think he's written anything lately because I think basically every network in Britain said they wouldn't work with him. Which you know, when you're being a terrible person, is kind mm. of understandable. There's but, uh, uh, what about things of, like in terms of comedies I don't like. Yep, I cannot abide the British version of The Office. Okay. I, I cannot abide anything with Ricky Gervais in it. Okay. I fucking hate Ricky Gervais. He's very Marmite, is Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Second, so I understand He's that. He's far too pleased with himself. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I just... I mean, if I was on his money, I'd be pleased with myself. Yeah, I don't like Red Dwarf. I actually famously tried watching wow. that. Wow. Yeah, so Benton and... That does surprise me, because that's really good. Benton Hodges and Ben Smurden <laughs> on my previous podcast mm. highly recommended Red Dwarf. I would always highly recommend yeah, Red Dwarf. I that tr- surprises I tr- me. I tried 
started watching it and yeah i think with red dwarf i don't know what it was i just found it like it had funny bits yeah the bit where he's talking to his toaster was yeah. funny what um, seasons did you watch? Did you? I watched the whole first season, right. and I think I made it halfway through the second. See, season where three like, is where it kicks off. That's the irony. I'd, I, if I was, if I, I'd have told you to watch the first couple of episodes of season one and then jump to season three. Yeah, just because that's where it like that's where all the so the first two seasons are visually bland. Mm. Season three onward looks brilliant because it's yeah. got that cyberpunky element and they've really they've managed to take a, a nothing budget mm. and make it look incredible yeah for, also for the, there's for no female characters in it no season 7 there is right. and season 8 because uh, right. they, they add Kachansky in as one of the mains mm. uh, essentially because they thought Rimmel was leaving in season 6 because basically Chris Barrow's like I want to do my own show which is the British Empire so they brought in Kachansky as a replacement lead but the thing is, he was in over half the episodes of season six, the the season he'd left in. Uh, no, season seven, sorry. The season he wasn't supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. And then in season eight, he came back as regular anyway. Yeah. So, like, you that's don't a, really miss him too much. That, that's a bit like Glenn Howerton in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, last season, he was meant to leave. And then he's in, like, 12 of the 13 episodes. <laughs> um, but in terms of Monty Python, yeah. since you brought that up, now, to be fair, I've only seen Holy Grail. I haven't seen any of the others. Sure. But I just didn't find it funny. Wow. I just didn't. This Is it because this... it's too wacky? or No, maybe it's not wacky enough. Because so, mm. IT Crowd is very wacky. Mm. Do you know what it is, honestly? And I know this is a stupid thing to say, but I said it on my old podcast, so I'll say it here. Stuff just sounds funnier in an American accent. <laughs> It does. It's just like, I don't know, Americans say stupid things, and I'm like, ah, stupid Americans. British people say stupid things, I'm like, eh. There's two series I want to raise with you and see Mm. what your thoughts are on them. So, Forty Towers. Never seen it. Okay. And... In Between is I like as well. Oh, no, fuck off. No, in between is his shit. Now, gra- now to be fair, I haven't seen it since I was at uni. No, fair but enough. it was a thing that we used to watch. It we used no, to get sure. to watch. It. Sorry, I, I got I got really aggressive yeah. then, didn't I? I, I very suddenly. I, sorry, I don't like the in betweeners movies though, which came out after I'd left uni. Right, and I watched both of them and wasn't a fan. No, so I not. don't know if that's that the films were just shit or that I've outgrown. Sure, the, I remember. I say what's really bad British yeah. comedy film, and I mean really bad, like one of the worst films ever made. Bad. Yeah, the Keith Lemon movie. Right. I mean, he's not very funny anyway. And here's the thing, right? 2002, he made a series called Bo Selector. Yes, which I was that, never a fan of. Right. I remember in 2002, I loved that show. I thought mm. it was hilarious. It's the funniest thing ever. It's best. So I bought it and I, got, I watched all three seasons. Got them on DVD. They went into a box somewhere and I forgot all about them until I moved out in about 2010. About 2011, I opened this box. Oh, there's Bo Selector. I haven't watched this in about eight years. Oh, that was the funniest show ever. I, I'll put it on while I'm doing... It's hilarious. I put that on. Did not laugh one. I was like, why the hell did I find this funny? Yeah. And it, it was, I'd gone from being like, twer- well, 2002. So I would have been about 16 mm. when that came out. I was, like, I was just like sort of just entering adulthood and like, oh, it's so funny. It's so on the edge. And then when I'm an adult, 10 years later, I'm like, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not edgy at all. Do you want to know of a British series that was very popular when I was growing up and everyone in my school loved it and I hated it. I didn't find it funny at all. Little Britain. 
So, yeah, Little Britain's got the same. I, I actually... Here's the thing. I've got the first season of Little Britain on DVD. I, whenever I watch that out, it's not because I'm watching Little Britain. There's an extra on it that I watch all the time, which I found genuinely much funnier. Mm. And it's a um, compilation episode of their previous show, Rock Profiles. And it's just the two of them again, mm. pretty much, playing loads of different rock st- and pop stars. Mm-hmm. But with Jamie Theakston, who at the time was a popular radio DJ and TV personality, not so much anymore. I mean, he's, he hosts he's still... Capital FM now, doesn't oh, he? Oh, does he? Okay, cool. I'm yeah. glad to hear you're still going. But yeah, at the time, he was kind of renowned for being on TV as well. And he was basically the interviewer. And they would dress up as, like, Shirley Bassey and uh, Tom Jones and the people, like, the and Oasis, Blur. And I found that much funnier, because, mm. A, there wasn't the gross-out that, and, like, season one of Little Britain didn't have as much gross-out anyway, as, like, it got much more gross-out yeah. by season three. But and not the same jokes over and over again. Yeah, and I think my, that may have been because it was a compilation that it didn't have the same jokes over and over, because I, I never saw the whole series proper. Yeah. But, yeah, the problem with Little Britain was, while I I liked the Fast show, and that had a lot of repeat jokes. However, I always found them amusing, and I still do. With Little Britain, I find them dull, and I think it's because the joke in Little Britain was that it was shocking. So, for example, in season three, they introduce a character who turns to his mum as an adult and goes, Bitty, Bitty, and wants to basically suck her tit. And that was once, I went, literally, the first time that happened, I was like, that's genius, because it's like a subversion of expectation, shocking, it's brilliant. The problem is, is then every consecutive episode did the same thing, but you can't subvert expectation once you've already done it. Yeah. So I was like, but I know what this is, and all they did is they made it more gross, but it's like, but I already know he's going to ask, and that he's going to get it. So it's like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work again. The whole point was like, I didn't see it coming, and now I do. Yeah. It ruins the whole shock value. Then that's the problem with shock value. You can only use it once. Yeah. Once the shock's over, you're done. Um, whereas Fast Show had a couple of episodes which would like... Oh, there's a couple of things that they used to put in. Season 3 was my favourite. Where they had stuff that was always funny any time I watch it. They have a character who I don't generally like, but in this one sketch was brilliant. Where they have a guy who says he's a cockney, but everyone's got a really posh voice. It's like, we're cockneys, Devon Shanar. Um... And he goes into this pub up north, and um, there's a Geordie in there. But again, they're just talking posh. It's like, we're Geordies, didn't you know? All right, you northern scum! Uh, and then this black guy walks in, and the, the actor is a guy who was in The Dark Knight. He mm. played the... The mayor. The mayor, who ends up drinking the acid. He's in, uh, he is in Doctor Who as well. Oh, awesome. Season 9, episodes 2 and 4. He's brilliant, and he mm. walks in, and this is mid-90s, so he, he's a lot younger than he was in these films, uh, and, and in Doctor Who. But he walks in in this, like, sharp-as silver suit, walks in past them, and goes... Check me one time, whitey. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that just floors me what? straight away. And he turns around and goes, I'm a yardie. I come, I come down from the Kingston style You know, Kingston on Richmond upon Thames. Turns to the barber and goes, You, rasclart, pins all round. <laughs> and I'm just, that it floors me because it's, again, it's a subversion of expectation, but it's not gross. So you can watch it again and find it funny. But yeah, Ooh. check me one time, Whitey, makes me laugh my head off every single time. <laughs> and the other one that I wanted to ask about was Blackadder. Uh, never seen it. Okay. Oh, no. Benton showed me an episode, and he was like, this is the height of comedy. 
and he showed it me, and I didn't laugh what once. What was the episode? Uh, it was the first episode of the season that's set during the First World War. Ooh, that's a toughie. I would he have started you with... the best season. <sighs> oh, that is hard. So, so here's the thing. Maybe, but the yeah. problem is you need a warming to season four. Because yeah. seasons... I would have started you on season two. Season one is shite. So just don't bother. The only good thing about it is Brian Blessed's in it a bit. Mm. But other than that, you can ignore it. Yeah, season two is where it really sort of... Ben mm. Elton came on board and it became really good. But that's set in the Tudor period. And it gives yeah. you... Because it's the first, they had to kind of re-establish it. it gives you a better warming. Yeah. Season three kind of ups it a little bit. with that set? That's set during the Georgian period. And then in season four, you're set in World War One. But the the benefit of the, the reason that number four is kind of as fondly remembered is because it is quite funny once it gets going. Yeah, it's got a shocking ending, hasn't it? Yeah, I know, the, I know about the end. The fact that it's a bittersweet, sad ending. You know that everyone that you've loved and followed, it, it really they can't do another one really in a way yeah. because it ended up being a comedy show that didn't have anything to say other than being funny. Yeah. And then in season four. All of the tropes that they built up throughout Blackadder suddenly had more of like by the end you felt the heartfelt message of it and it had a statement to make about the horror like the horrors of war. Mm. But you do need the lead up. So yeah, I, I can understand where he's coming from, but he would need you would need the lead up. Mm. So the only the only other questions I'll get, we'll rush through this a little bit. Has seeing more video game movies altered your view of the genre? Or the subgenre, should I say? No, no. You still think they're the majority is garbage. Well, we've got another year. Like, bear in mind, we've only done eleven, so we've got another year. Let's see how you feel in a year's time with that. Are there any older video game movies that you're interested in seeing? Any in particular ones that I haven't seen already? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to remember what was on your list because you've you found things that I didn't know existed. Sure, um, I'd be interested to watch the old Saturday morning Sonic again. Yeah, because I've not seen that since I was a little. What the boy. the one in not the Saturday with, with one. Sally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was I was uh, I have not seen that since I was a little boy. Yeah, um, I think that one still kind of holds up. It could be interesting to see if Pokemon still holds up because I've not seen that since I've I was a little that boy. For a long time. That might still hold up. Um, it might not. In it's... terms of live action, didn't you tell me there's a new, there's a second Doom movie? Yes, there's Doom Annihilation. That could be interesting. Yes, um, I've already seen the Resident Evils, but I'm interested to go through the CGI Resident Evils again. Okay, um, what Degeneration, Damnation, Damnation and Vendetta? Yeah, I remember Vendetta being garbage. Right. Okay, um, but I don't think a that... lot of people say that's the best one. I do... yeah, they're the people who like the Anderson films because ah, okay. that's the one that's most like the Anderson films. Ah, uh, and there's a lot I... of Leon in, isn't it? As well, I think in all of the animated yeah, yeah. ones, because Leon is the most the popular, popular character in uh, Degeneration and Damnation. I seem to remember. Uh, Degeneration is okay. Yeah, it's got Dam- Claire and uh, Leon, Leon at the it. airport. And Damnation has a is pretty crap, except for a kick-ass tyrant battle at the end. Yes. Uh, I tell you what is bad is Infinite Darkness. I tell you what I'm interested yeah. to watch, because it's, it's probably the only Resident Evil media I haven't seen yet. I assume we'll be covering Resident Evil 4D Executor at some point. Yes, we will, yes. Which is free on YouTube, and yet somehow I've never got around to watching it. <laughs> um, it's non-canon anyway, but still. Okay. Throw out some others to me that are on the list that you remember. There's a Rayman series that I've never seen There's before. a Rayman series. It's only a short series, but yeah. We, there's four episodes. It was meant to be longer than that, but it got cancelled. But we've got all of those. There's Battletoads. There's a pilot episode for a TV show of that. Wow. There's, uh, I mean, you can almost name anything. There's a Power Stone series. Series. No. Uh, yeah, Power yeah, Stone's okay. got a TV series. With the sexy gypsy lady in it. 
Uh, I haven't watched it. I've actually recorded them, so I just I, need to I was render a, them out. But I, I'm not going to lie. Ten-year-old me, you know, just discovering women. Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> I think her name was Rouge. Yeah, Rouge. Um, yeah, yeah. With oh, the cut trousers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always played as her. <laughs> yeah. You uh, know what? You'll know the idea. So did I. But it, it wasn't because she was hot. It was because like I really respected her total play style and like, her, her she background. could throw fire, which was cool. She was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she threw fire, so she was hot temperature-wise. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's, what, what, that's, that's totally what we mean, guy. Uh, yeah, that's probably the ones I'm looking forward to. I'm not really looking forward to, like, there's a few car-based ones we're going to be watching. Like, F-Zero, Need for Speed. Sure. Those don't really interest me. Well, is um, that What are you expecting from Need for Speed? Well, you've told me it's basically a remake of a film called Vanishing Point. Yes. Spiritually. Yeah, yeah. So I looked up Vanishing Point. Yeah. And it was mostly negatively received. According to the Pedia, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see. I, I enjoyed Vanishing Point. I think people missed the point of Vanishing Point, ironically. Mm. But uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think what it is is that the main story of Vanishing Point is quite—it's it, really bland and straightforward. Mm. There is actually more going on in Need for Speed than yeah. there is in Vanishing Point. It's Ooh. just that there's an awful lot of mm. obvious homages. I've I've never seen. I've never actually seen the second and third Tomb Raider movies. Okay. So the second Angelina Jolie one and the first Alicia Vikander one. Sure. I've never seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first one, which I remember being quite bad. Yeah, the first one's not great. The second, I think Cradle of Life was better. The first one um, has um, has a guy we'll be seeing a lot of as we cover the Resident Evil movies, Ian Glenn in it. Yes. And the second one has Gerard Butler. Um, and we'll be seeing our friend Neil McDonough a few more times, yes. won't we? Yes, so any of the Street Fighter movies intrigue you? See, I'm not a Street Fighter fan. No. Um, I've heard that the first one is famously bad. Yes. And I think might be bad in the way that it's funny, though. Yes. I find it that way anyway. But mm. it's uh, everyone has a different opinion, I suppose. I think yeah. M. Bison in that is played by Raul. Gomez Adams, isn't he? Yeah, Raul, Raul Julia. Julia. And he, I'll tell you what, he's by far and away the best thing in it. Mm. Like he, I mean, he's chewing all the scenery, but fuck me, that's a man who can chew scenery for days and I would never get bored yeah uh, it's just brilliant so the last thing then that I've got unless you've got any questions afterwards are currently our most popular episodes are Super Mario Brothers 1993 cool hit makes sense Stay Alive 2006 Jesus and then joint for third is Noobs and Sega Hard Girls See, we, we, we put all the wrong episodes at the start of this show. People were giving us a chance and we gave them all that garbage. Yeah. And people have gone, fuck, we're not listening to this anymore. They jump back, the, the, what's interesting, though, is that they jump back in for noobs. It seems to be the ones that aren't based on specific franchises that Maybe. people are jumping I, I don't back know. in I, for. I, I suspect Welcome to Raccoon City will jump up once we start sharing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to share it in all the Resident Evil fan groups. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in any of the Resident Evil fan groups, so you really need to up the game on that one. I've yeah. shared it across several different things on my end but I don't because I'm, I'm not in any Resident Evil groups Yeah, you know I, I'm in a lot of Sega groups they tend not to care as much <laughs> they're like is that Sonic oh it's Resident Evil fuck off <laughs> yeah does that surprise you that, that the way that list is or is it I mean a lot, I, I see your point most of it is our earlier stuff this is why we need you guys to share us <laughs> we need more we need more love more friends yeah and Super Mario is a cult thing as well yeah yeah it is so Maybe try and find more culty films then, maybe. Yeah, I, I am surprised. I am very surprised Postal didn't do better. I thought people. Postal is our least favourite, it seems. I, I thought it's people. Weird. I Unless thought people, people care. 
I thought people would want to hear what a train wreck it was, but maybe everyone just knows what a train wreck it is. Maybe they're just like, it's bold, why the hell would I even listen? Um, it's worth a listen, I think, because we bring entertainment value to stuff. I, I thought it was off the this episode. I quite enjoyed it. In terms it. of the amount of jokes we were able to well, come up I've, with. Considering I've already edited Legend of Zelda, I actually think that's our funniest episode now. Really? Oh, mate. See, I'm not looking forward to Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda one, it's just because both of us sound like we're having such fun. mm it's not that the show is so good, far from it. It's that we're having such fun. The show, yeah, uh, which I think, you know, it's, it's, that's what we're after. Mm. We're after us having fun as much as the audience. True, true, true. Um, any questions for me? No. <laughs> Why did you make us do this? Because again, the whole premise was let's find out whether or not Super Mario Brothers is in fact the worst movie or worst video game adaptation ever. Well, why continue? Because we've answered that question. It's not because I <laughs> essentially part, okay. So part of my plan, part of my grand plan, is that we we do as many of these as we can get through. I mean, there's about 450 and counting, so the likelihood of getting through everything maybe somewhat slimmer. But get ten through ten years later. Ten years later. Because bear in mind, they're still bloody adding to it. But the idea is that eventually, once we've gotten to a certain level of it, we could maybe rank the top like, ten. Yeah, because I reckon Super Mario Brothers wouldn't be near the top necessarily, but I reckon it would be roughly around the middle. It'd be in the average. Again, this whole thing. What Super- in the top ten? No, 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 no. Around the average. You rank all four hundred. Yeah, why not? No, my again, I just want to see where Super Mario Brothers would rank. And it's not necessarily that we put them in numerical value order. This is the weirdest social experiment. I know, but I just... I'm, this is my point. I really want to prove that it's not the worst thing ever. And while we've already got, what, three on here that we would classify mm. as worse, the fact that we've got three out of 11... Mm. Well, ten, because if you remove Super Mario from the equation, there's three out of ten that are worse than Super Mario yeah. already. Suggests to me that there's a lot more coming that we would probably say are worse. Yeah. And hopefully, it's quite a few that we would say are better. Hopefully, more than one that you'd fucking recommend, Jamie. <laughs> Told but, you, I'll be recommending Silent Hill. Okay, so we've got two. Do you think you would recommend Double Dragon? Is there a Double Dragon movie? Yes. I don't know anything about Double Dragon. It was Dragon. made in 94. Worth a shot. <coughs> it's not. No. Fucking awful. It's got the guy for, who was the T-1000 in Terminator 2. Robert Patrick. That's it. He's in it. He's the main villain. No. Okay. But he's not good. No. And no one's good. <laughs> it's awful. No one's good in Double Dragon. No one's good in Double Dragon. And then there's the TV series by Dick, uh, which is as good as you might imagine. <laughs> there's an awful lot, though, like in terms of like Mortal Kombat, for example, you've got the Paul W.S. Anderson movie. Annihilation. Annihilation. The Legacy. T- they did a TV show, didn't they? Was that Legacy? That, no, they did Conquest. They only did one season of Conquest. They did Legacy and Legacy 2. There's uh, Scorpion's Revenge and Battle for the of the Realms. There's the new one. Yeah, those two are new. Then there's the new Mortal Kombat. And there's an animated TV show for kids from the 90s called D... Um, is that Defenders of the Realm? No. Yeah, Defenders of the Realm. So there's nine... There's nine Mortal Kombat so far. That is too much for a 2D fighting game. It's too much. <laughs> Let you know, just like that's just I'm, Mortal I'm, Kombat. I'm gonna quote Gretchen Wieners here. Stop trying to make Who? Mo- 
No, not Gretchen Wieners. Uh, no, it's not Gretchen Wieners. It's... Um, Who's Gretchen Wieners? Hang on, hang on. Let me remember it. Regina George. I'm going to quote Regina George. Stop trying to make Mortal Kombat happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Where's that from? Mean Girls. Uh, the, the quote is, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, but I like to replace it with things. There you go. Basically, audience, here's what you should do. You should pack all these films in your old kit bag... And, and, and just throw them in a fire. And then what you should do is settle down, pour yourself a whiskey, and watch another movie that we watched today, Evil Dead 2, that Dead cr- by Dawn. That was crap. I will kill you. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I will shove this <laughs> bottle up your candy ass. What, um, lose the bourbon? There's not a lot left. It's <laughs> ideal. It'll be funny when it hits you hard because it's bypassed your liver. Oh. No, it, there's a guy who died that way, you know? Yeah, quick story. Uh, you ever seen a show called A Thousand Ways to Die? Yeah, no. No? It was some cheesy show on Bravo back in the noughties. Oh, Christ. But they literally just counted down ridiculous ways people have died. And one of them was and, drinking alcohol up their bum. Yeah, so there was this guy who was an alcoholic, but he had a throat operation that meant he couldn't drink any fluids through it. He was having to have ah. all his fluids intravenously. <laughs> so he got his wife to pour an entire bottle of wine up his ass. His wife says yes! I mean, he basically, like, got abusive and was like, do this! or else so she uh, did it and it hit him hardcore because it bypasses your liver um, and uh, died alcohol poison don't drink alcohol up your bums kids yeah (laughs) fucking imagine that as fucking generic advice and remember kids don't take alcohol up the bum yeah don't do it (laughs) for relaxing times don't take centauri time up the ass uh, is that it? Can we draw this? I think we can draw this to, to the close. end. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening in, guys. Um, again, final shout out for us. We're going to be doing a lot more of these over 2022. Please, for the love of all that is holy, <laughs> share us with all of your friends. Share us across all your Facebook and your your social medias, and and shout out, please. Just just even a little share, just a tiny little share, uh, would be amazing for us because we really want to have more feedback and hear more from you guys to help share us. You can share the link www.vgmovie.co.uk, and on there you will find all of the links to our iTunes, Spotify, Pod. Bean, Google, Am- uh, yeah, Amazon Music, our RSS feed, and our Discord link, as well as a breakdown of all the episodes that we've got so far. So please use that to your advantage uh, to to help us out. It costs you nothing. It means very little to you, but it means the world to us. To you know, to get more fans to be able to talk to you guys and have more of a dialogue going, because we'd like to be able to converse more with the fans and see what it is you guys would like us to cover. Because at the moment we're kind of shooting blind. We're just like, maybe Sonic, maybe Robotnik, maybe Noobs. <laughs> no one thought maybe Noobs except you. And yet it's our third popular episode. <laughs> People came for Jay. We're going to have to do that video game movie where, what was it, the Video Game Couch Brigade or was it? Oh, yeah. Something? There's, there's a weird-ass movie that's all CGI and looks worse somehow than Stay Alive and was made years later. Um, but, yeah, we'll come to that in the new year. Oh, <laughs> and he's dead. So, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you on the next one. Hasta la vista, babies. Woo! Now that we're alone, ladies and gentlemen, 
Jamie has agreed that in 2022 he's going to recommend more movies because he realises that he's been actually a very tight bastard with handing out yeses. Hmm? What? What was that you were whispering to the mic? I, I said nothing. There is no evidence. 